your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. Five minutes past six. Neo Kain with uh, one of his earlier ones. 
Welcoming you to the City Breakfast Show. It's Wednesday the 29th. Starting a show with Business Sense. Brought to you by ADB. We have newspaper review. Business news. Sports. All in the first half of the show. Strategy is the art of decision making. Or the, rather the science of making decisions. And to make good decisions, you must know what your situation is. You must know what your situation is. That's where the listening comes in. Number two, you must know what is worth your time. Because not everything is worth your time. Not everything has equal value. You also need to know how to make change easy. So decision making is also a question of change management because decisions will necessitate changes and finally know how to get rewarded. Know where you are, know what's worth your time, know how to manage change. All of this footprints on the path to strategic decision making where are we now where do we want to be that means you must be true to yourself be honest to the facts don't live in denial business was brought to you by adb if you've serviced your existing adb loan for up to 12 months or more there's good news for you we are providing you with a special personal loan top up to meet your school and hostel fees your rent your mortgage and more this loan top up will give you and uh, reduce interest rates will extend your repayment period and help you maintain your existing monthly repayment amount call us on 0593844898 adb truly agree and more Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Yeah. 
31 getting straight into the newspaper review segment brought to you by total energies marketing ghana plc a poorly maintained car engine can age faster that's why we offer specially formulated quartz engine oil with age resistant technology it's a breakthrough innovation that ensures optimal performance for your engine and improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 74 percent and extreme temperatures and pressure choosing quartz from total energies is choosing the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively Quartz keep your engine younger for longer. Papa Youngson, because this one show your love. Lots of stories to get into on the show this morning. It's an interactive program. Send us your views. 054-998-6996. That's our WhatsApp number. Hashtag CTCBS. Yes, indeed. So, welcoming Richard Sky and uh, Nathan Kwao into the segment. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, good, good morning. morning. How are you guys doing? Challenge hey, yeah, big. Good. Good. Are you ready for the show? <laughs> we are ready. Ready for the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are ready. Ready to <laughs> ask good questions? Yes. Ready to make things happen? Yes. Ready to make some money? Yes. Ready to build Ghana again? Yes. Yes. Then yes. Let's, let's start with the daily graphic. Daily Graphic has a number of stories here. Mm-hmm. U.S.-Africa partnership based on mutuality. Nice That's one. according to Kamala Harris. Mm. Kojo Pankuma rallies support for three revenue bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at the Graphic and National Development Series, mm. give air to our Greek experts, Asantehene to government. Mm. And MTN's $25 million um, ICT hub project begins. Let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. Harris addresses youth at Black Star Square and says U.S. commits to fast-tracking African innovation for economic growth. Also, Veep, others mourn the late Kumeu Member of Parliament. Ghana joins Atlantic Cooperation as founding member, according to our president, an MTN card sold for construction of $25 million Ghana ICT hub. Whoa, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. The finder has the MTN story. Uh, they have other stories as well. Seedling providers owed 28 million CDs, not 2.5 billion CDs. That's according to Benito Musubio. Hmm. Uh, the former uh, Greek minister, Dr. Freer Akutu, says Ghana, Zimbabwe should increase trade volumes. Kamala Harris inspires youth to drive Ghana's future and Dr. Addison asks MPs to prioritize revenue bills to ease economic crisis as zero financing of budget sets in soon. The Chronicle says Kojo Ponkruma pleads with minority, please help us secure IMF deal by passing revenue amendment bills. <laughs> also, 
Speaker Bagbin is mad and mad is in inverted commas over U.S. interference in anti-gay bail. Also, over 70% of green Ghana trees have survived, according to Benito Owusubio. And a free Ekoto calls for deeper trade between Ghana and Zimbabwe. Is that what part of one of the campaign messages? <laughs> <laughs> he, he met them and he was advising them. Somebody has elevated the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the custodian has a number of stories. They have Kojo Ponkuma uh, trying to court support for the revenue uh, uh -huh. measures. NDC MPs to face privileges committee and they say the story is on page three. Continue to pray for Ghana. MPA boss edges chief imam. And of course, there's Dr. Free Akutu and his Zimbabwe call. And MPP loses MP. All of that on the front page of the custodian. Okay. Mm. So I have the new publisher and the Ghanaian publisher. So the new publisher says, Houseboy found Kumewu MP collapsed. In his bedroom, MPP Aye. declares seven days of mourning. Yeah. Um, also, LGBT talks at Jubilee House. Speaker questions Akufuado. Uh, and also, Health Alert Clinic wins Best Ulcer Treatment Center Award. If you go to the Ghanaian publisher, mm -hmm. they say that don't be intimidated by Akufuado bagging to anti-gay committee slams Harris. Mm. Also, let's scale up Ghana, Zimbabwe trade. A free Akoto is quoted, and then also uh, the story about Benito Uusubio. <laughs> again, he says over seventy-two percent of seedlings survived. Okay. okay. Benito Uusubio on Green Ghana. Okay. Right. Let me give you two papers: uh, the New Crusading Guide and the Herald. Uh, the Herald, no, sorry, the New Crusading Guide talks about um, the revenue bills and all of that. Upon Kuma uh, close to NDC. Mm. Interpol Ghana stands accused of illegally hounding Egyptian. Then they have the Dr. Freya story, and then they have Benito Usubio saying 72% of seedlings okay. the stories have been shared. Mother side among the papers. And the Herald go, 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 quickly. Go, go, go. The Herald says, Why John Mahama wept over 35 pay as you go NDC MPs? Why? <laughs> pay as you go, they are dead. Some names have Some dropped. names revealed. Yes, please. That's on the front page of the Herald. Yeah, Plus, Badwin Blast, Ekufado, and Kamala Harris over lgbtq plus comments mm -hmm. and embarrassment oh ecg catches osu police bags I'm with illegal power connection oh. when you see the connections eh? <laughs> tell me what some of them should move from police and go into in this ele 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 <laughs> <laughs> Charlie? The father is Elatricia. If, 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 if you look at the if you look at the the picture they brought along with that story. Uh, Are you it's, sure it is not Elatricia who has gone to connect the two? Let me take you finally to the informer. which says this morning towards enhancing global peace and security. Africa's voice critical, according to Kamala Harris, who is in Ghana. And then also Fifi Kwete's hypocrisy exposed. Ooh. Benefited from secret ballot. You know, some people are digging up the records. Okay, so <laughs> also, parties can't commandeer MPs, according to the CDD. These are important calls that are being made. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. The BNFT's front page has a number of stories. 
um, IMF bailout engagement progressing well. That's according to the Bank of Ghana governor. ECD launch delay due to economic challenges. That's coming from the BOG. Banks with capital adequacy ratio of less than 10% asked to recapitalize. Also from the BOG. Mm. And Kamala Harris exhorts uh, exhorts Africans to innovate, empowers women. Right, uh, 6.38. Let me give you a few headlines from citynewsroom.com. Philip Baswa didn't collapse in Parliament, brother of the late Kumu MP tells City News. Also, the president is expressing his sad sadness at the death of the MP. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris is not fit to lecture gun on LGBTQ+. This is Sam George. And then this story that is just unbelievable. ECG disconnects Osu police barracks over illegal connection. <laughs> Osu police barracks. Who would they report to? I don't even know. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are a couple more stories here. A heavy storm rips off science blocks mm. and five classrooms at Huni Valley SHS. Mm. Uh, your comment on anti-gay bill and democratic bubbing to Kamala Harris. And then... Um, other stories, Ghana Post staff hold ECG task force hostage over disconnection. So ECG is doing all <laughs> kinds of things this morning, you know. And then develop framework on financial autonomy for schools. This is EduWatch. Now, if you go to my journal online, they lead with the stories of slavery must be told. U.S. Vice President after visiting Cape Coast, Speaker slams Kamala, stake on LGBTQ+, and calls out Akufuado. And then this story that we you know, we keep hearing these things. Mm-hmm. Armed police officers and soldiers clash in Accra Central. Australia's run for their lives. This was on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the story is here. And then in the Ashanti region, the GS says that students have still not reported to school despite free SHS. You know, and they have pictures of children carrying their chop boxes and things. Hmm. Now, I just give you a couple of interesting stuff. If you go to Washington Post, there's an opinion uh, or an op-ed by Zambia's president. And mm-hmm. the t- title is, You Cannot Eat Democracy. It's actually a very good read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's talking about the challenges they're facing the struggles to get an IMF deal. And for me, for a president to, to, to be this candid in an op-ed about where his country is, mm-hmm. I think it's commendable. Let me give you a few international stories that will interest okay. you. Uh, Al Jazeera says, China vows to fight back mm-hmm. if U.S. speaker meets Taiwan's president. <laughs> if you try, China said they will deal with you. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the same story on Reuters. Taiwan president defiant after China threatens retaliation for U.S. trip. Mm-hmm. So there's some brinkmanship going on there mm-hmm. between China, U.S. and Taiwan. And then Russian forces are making no headway in Bakhmut, according to the Ukrainian authorities. In sports, Andrea, you did not travel with Black Stars because he was benched. Charles Taylor is a legend. Meanwhile, Ghana's uh, Meteors defeat Algeria to qualify for under 23 AFCON. Yep. And then City Business News Development Bank commits to resolve bottlenecks limiting economic resilience. So, guys, where do you want to start from today? What's your pleasure? What? Yeah, do you want to do Kamala Harris? Since you have given me the chance, you don't want. Let me go to oh. Philip Baswa. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, so th- I think we need to make this point. So yeah. the, the MP's brother spoke on Irish News yesterday yes. Yes. and confirmed that his brother was rushed to the hospital at dawn mm-hmm. and that he was found at home and well. And that was, I'm sure you, you told me the day before that he had been taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. We're not sure whether it was parliament or wherever. Mm-hmm. So Solomon Baswa, brother of the late MP for Kumeu, Philip Baswa, has dismissed rumors that the lawmaker collapsed in parliament. Now, the 54-year-old MP was pronounced dead on the uh, Tuesday morning Exactly a week after the passage of passing away of Dr. Antonia Kotosei and the last thought of the MPP. Now, reacting to the report put out, um, uh, in fact, the, the, let me read it. Reacting to the, uh, the rumor put out by the Speaker of Parliament that the Kumawu legislature collapsed in Parliament, Solomon Basua said the account of the Speaker was misleading. 
I heard the speaker say that my brother collapsed in parliament. This is far from the truth. My brother went to parliament on th Thursday, March 23, and returned home, and the houseboy was expecting him to wake up mm -hmm. on Friday, March 24, and when he did not come out, he called people to help break the MP's door and saw him unconscious on his bed and took him to the hospital. The brother of the late MP told Umaru Sanda on Eyewitness News. Now, still on Philip Basua, the president <coughs> has expressed sadness at the MP's death. Mm -hmm. uh, the president stated in a post on uh, social media that I've been shocked and saddened by the news of the tragic death of the MP for Kumewu. Honorable Philip Basua, all mm -hmm. of us in the MPP were hopeful his health condition would take a turn for the better, but alas, our ways are not God's ways. Okay. Um, we send our condolences to the family mm. and uh, we wish them God's strength in mm -hmm. all these difficult times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, from mm. there, let's stay in Parliament because there are a number of issues Charlie. happening thick and fast. For instance, mm. uh, parties can't commandeer MPs, according to the CDD. Mm -hmm. uh, also, mm. have your pen, will have our thumbs. Rebel NDC MPs declare. Really? As I see, Dunketia loses grip of the party. This is in the informer really? so the story but, but, but the herald is also saying that they've caught the 35. <laughs> yeah okay so let me Five take the informer's version and then, i want the cdd one okay the cdd one says yeah. that the executive director of the ghana center for democratic <clears throat> development cdd ghana professor henry kwesi prempe mm -hmm. has stated that members of parliament are not properties of political parties as mm. such the parties must not be seen to be commandeering the legislators mm -hmm. to the extent of issuing directives and instructions for them to swallow hook line and seeker their positions mm. now there's a quote here that says that uh, political parties have no right mm. to command or compel mps of their party to cast a vote mm. Uh, to a particular way on specific matters that come before parliament yeah, yeah. while they are elected on a party ticket and caucus as a party in parliament mps do not sit in parliament as delegates of the party on whose ticket they got elected or even of the local constituents that voted to put them in parliament mm -hmm. it goes on to say belonging to a party suggests at best that an MP shares with the party certain fundamental ideals, principles, policies, and positions. Mm. However, it does not mean he or she must vote in parliament as commanded yeah. or demanded by the party. The MP's vote in parliament belongs to the MP, not the party, the constituency, or any other person. I take or it. Interest. I take it the way you read it with Gasto. Yes, you are hundred percent. Yes, no, no. I'm. I'm in. I'm on all. You know. Yeah, I support this position. Oh, oh. I, also, I, I also associate myself with the. Party. Yes, I believe he's on all fours. He's on. He's correct. Correct. Now Nathan has the. Which one do you the have? The Herald. Okay. So the Herald says mm -hmm. it has landed some interesting details mm -hmm. on last Friday's defiance mm -hmm. of the directive of the National executive of the ndc on the minority caucus in parliament mm -hmm. to reject the president's new ministerial <clears throat> and supreme court nominees okay. sparking disappointment and anger yeah. across the length and breadth of the country so True. they just say that they they have some names here mm -hmm. the story goes on to detail 55 mps who per the herald's account gave evidence that they voted in accordance with the party so stance. the rest, we don't know what they, where ah, they voted. So all so kinds that, of other... are not part of the 55. Uh, 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 but but, 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 but the, the, the Herald is also saying that some MPs 
also followed the party's directive, but they've not been captured on this said list mm-hmm. that's flying around. Yeah, okay. And also, we are told that Fifi Quetta's hypocrisy is exposed. This is according to the informer. Digging back into the records, um, pulling up a City FM online story done in 2009 to argue that the Honorable Fifi Quetta, my former member of parliament, apparently benefited from secret ballot in the past when the Mills government appointed him to serve as a minister. And therefore, he should not be seen to be seeking to hound MPs who went through. blasting Kamala and also calling out the president. I think that story is uh, in a couple of places. Your comments on anti-gay bill and democratic bargaining to Kamala. Harris, right. and that's on citynewsroom.com by Nia Ikuyokani. The Speaker of Parliament, Albert Babkin, has described comments by the Vice President of the U.S. on U.S. Uh, as L- on LGBT issues as undemocratic. Mm-hmm. Now, the U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris joined engagement with the President on Monday. Says she addressed the uh, said that she addressed the issue with the President and considered it a human rights issue. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking at the breakfast meeting with the clergy, Albert Babkin took a swipe at the Vice President. I was so happy when I read that Pope Francis directed that no Reverend Father should celebrate over gay or lesbian marriage. Mm-hmm. Rome has spoken and is final. Committee members that we refer the bill to, don't be intimidated by any person. Please let the report flow. We'll be guided by our constitution. So what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. He said quite a number of things and he says that the things, these things should not be tolerated. In mm-hmm. reference to Kamala Harris's comment, it's undemocratic. What is democracy? He went on a long uh, uh, um, thing. Yes, he also slammed the president, saying he has no authority to intervene on the proposed anti LGBTQ bill, which is currently before parliament. Now, then, still on the same thing, uh, the, the main <coughs> MP who's pushing the bill is a private member's bill, is mm-hmm. Samuel George. He was interviewed on Eyewitness News. He says Kamala Harris should not lecture Ghana on LGBTQ, and that the US is hypocritical, and that there are countries that have dra- more draconian laws on. LGBTQ that the U.S. doesn't say anything about. Sure. So there are lots of things coming in from this particular one. Well, if you go to page 20 of <clears throat> the Daily Graphic, mm. you have the Minister of Information, Kojo Ponkruma, there. And he's rallying national support for more stakeholders to help pass the three revenue bills before Parliament, mm-hmm. uh, before the House rises on Friday. Mm-hmm. The government is hoping to rely on the bills to raise about 4 billion cities annually from the Growth and Sustainability Levy Bill, the Income Tax Amendment Number. No. Two bill and the excise and the excise duty amendment bill to shore mm. up domestic revenue flow. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pankuma stated that it was a dicey moment for the country, which required that all hands uh, were put on deck, regardless of uh, differences, to get the three revenue measures passed. If, if you look at, it, there seems to be a concerted effort to convince the minority to vote for this. If you go to the final <laughs> page, Dr. Addison asks MPs to prioritize revenue bills uh-huh. to ease economic crisis as zero financing of budget sets in soon. Yep. And it's a very similar uh, similar angle to the Kojo Ponkruma one. <laughs> Governor of the Bank of Ghana is appealing to MPs to pass the outstanding revenue mobilization bills before adjourning sitting Senate day this Friday. According to him, the passage of these relevant revenue bills will conclude the required prior actions agreed in the staff level agreement mm-hmm. to advance Ghana's $3, million, uh, $3 billion program. Now, mm-hmm. the <coughs> Guta, however, on citynewsroom.com is having none of that, mm-hmm. and they are urging Parliament to reject the, 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 the revenue measures. This is on citynewsroom.com. Mm-hmm. Don't pass three new killer taxes. That's right. Guta <coughs> to President. And we spoke to uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Obey yesterday, and he's, he was basically saying these laws are not in the interest of the Ghanaian 
private sector. Now, mm-hmm. the president of Guta, Dr. Joseph Bing, is calling on MPs not to pass government proposed three new taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking on City Breakfast Show, Dr. Obey lamented the inability of businesses to thrive mm-hmm. if parliament passes these three laws. Mm-hmm. So, we see how that pans out. And let me also uh, mention that yesterday we spoke about the Ghana Federation of Labor and related, mm-hmm. uh, you know, labor organizations and how they seem to be um, failing to deal with this matter, particularly the TUC. Mm-hmm. Um, I've received some uh, statements or documents from the Ghana Federation <laughs> of Labor on their position on the matter with the Haratik. So, what is their position? Uh, I, I will bring that So, to I, I think they, they also oppose the. Yeah, but we are saying we are not hearing anything. Yeah, this should be. That, that's the thing. The we, are, we are not hearing. It's lucky oomph. No, but somebody's doing something. ECG. Uh-huh. They've disconnected Usu Police Barracks <laughs> over illegal connection. So when you look at the, 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 the way they do the. <laughs> the sophistication. Charlie, I think we need to recruit those people into the uh, Polytechnic. Latricia. Give them a refresher course. Professor Latricia. Now, three blocks at the Police Barracks in Osu, in Accra, have been disconnected over an illegal connection. Now, into bracket, connected power directly without a meter by the National Revenue Mobilization Task Force of the ECG. They are doing so well. Mm. The task force discovered the illegality on Tuesday on its usual rounds to recover monies owed by customers. Mm-hmm. The task force, aside from chasing people who owe ECG debt, uses the opportunity to check for illegal, illegal connections. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from Laila Abubakari. Mm-hmm. By the way, she was at the bazaar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she was at the bazaar. Oh, I see. Yeah. Since it's an illegal connection, <coughs> we have the first right to disconnect before we deal with the issues. The manager in charge of external communications said, the disconnection is part of a national exercise to collect monies owed ECG by customers and to also ascertain the condition of all meters. The Ghana police would have to come to ECG where a bill will be ge- generated for them covering a period of 12 months, she added. She said power will be restored when they pay their search charge amount. You mean they walked to Bolchester to yes, the police yes, station? Yes. <laughs> now, the, the ECG Revenue Mobilization Task Force <laughs> was held hostage for about 30 minutes uh-huh. um, after they disconnected the Ghana Post Company over 89,000 CD debt. Oh, <laughs> the task force was at the premises to conduct its ongoing revenue mobilization on Tuesday when the staff prevented the task force from leaving the Accra main office. Oh. They arrested the ECG people. <laughs> They wanted to parcel them away to some. <laughs> <laughs> the this exercise is the second week of the month-long exercise aimed at retrieving 5.7 billion on their books. I'm told the ECG boss will come on the show next week. Okay. Come so and give us a situational report the on the on the on the, on the disconnection. Yeah, but have they been to the Ghana Army yet? They have to go. Oh, no, oh, no. Brothers in the system should choke their people. <laughs> 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 they should enter the sure. And they think they can disconnect you from stores. No rest. If you do that, you them up. They should disconnect. They are doing good work. Yeah, they are, they are working. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Working for Ghana. Uh, but let me take you to the Ghanaian Times newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to page three, there are a number of stories oh, there. You give me the MTN, the 25 million ICT hub. Oh, okay. You want to hear that first? Yeah, okay. I, I think it's a good story. Okay, so oh, yeah. let me take you to no, that particular you story. Yeah, 25 it's million it's dollar it's ICT hub. It's, 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 it's a big one. Okay, yeah. if you go to page nine of the Finder newspaper, uh-huh. it is there. Uh-huh. So it's on page give you 17 that. of the Daily Graph. Okay, it's a, uh, it's a big one. Okay, so Christabel. Uh, Oboshi Anan, writing for The Finder, says that Ghana's biggest telecommunications network, MTN Ghana, mm-hmm. has cut a sword for mm-hmm. the construction of a $25 million Ghana ICT hub at the Accra Digital Center. Now, the Ghana ICT hub <laughs> aims to develop an ICT ecosystem in the areas of health, agriculture, 
and education through on-site and remote access delivery to facilitate skills development mm -hmm. and job creation for the youth in Ghana. Mm -hmm. When completed, the hub will consist of a fiscal infrastructure designed to provide 4,000 square meters of space with ancillary, ancillary facilities and unique features. Now, the Ghana ICT hub is expected to be completed in approximately 18 months from the, um, what do you call it, the time the construction begins. Mm. Good news. Good, All right. Good news. Good news. Uh, Good news. Benito is saying that 70% of the seedlings have survived. Exactly. And therefore reports that most of the seedlings from the tree planting sites have died is not true. Exactly. He's also sought to clarify the amount owed to mm -hmm. seedling providers mm -hmm. that it's in a range of millions and not in billions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a couple stories here. Akufuado has become an expert in sword cutting, according to former President Mahama. This is the chronic Charlie story, pa. The former President John Mahama says the president rather has become an expert in sword cutting, but has very little to show in terms of infrastructure development. Uh -huh. In his view, Mr. Akufuado has lowered the standard of the country's infrastructure drive mm. with subterfuge and propaganda, laced with empty sloganeering without the corresponding achievements to show. Mm -hmm. Speaking at Kaswa on the first day of a three-day campaign of the central region, Mr. Mahama accused the MPP of engaging in empty sword cutting. Ooh. And then he talks about some of the things they said to build hospitals and things. Meanwhile, in that story, there's a number of sword cuttings mm -hmm. and then commissionings as well. Okay. All right. Now, what else are you bringing us this morning? Well, if you go to page three, page three of um, the BNFT, mm -hmm. you have the Bank of Ghana governor giving a few updates on the IMF deal. He says talks are progressing well. Mm. Now, we do know that the, uh, the IMF reached a staff level agreement on the facility or the three billion dollar facility in december 2022 mm -hmm. however there are some prior actions to be achieved yeah, that, that was what I was, I was reading yes. that he was joining the information minister to plead, plead yes okay. then he that spoke about the, the revenue but then in, in in other updates though he's speaking about banks all right mm -hmm. now he says banks with a capital adequacy ratio of less than 10 percent of their assets mm -hmm. have been asked to submit plans for recapitalization okay now the ratio a principal financial soundness indicator demonstrates a bank's ability to finance its long-term capital expenditure and ventures was reduced from 13 percent to 10 percent mm. in december last Last year as part of a number of measures aimed at mitigating the domestic debt exchange program all right so those are some let me, let me give you okay can let me come to you first before i have a couple of stories i wanted to bring oh, oh, students okay. have still not um reported to school despite free shs this is myjohnline.com the ges in ashanti region has revealed that most first year students expected in various senior high schools in the area have still not reported mm -hmm. speaking in an interview the pro of uh, the ministry of the service marco free expressed worry that the routine had become an annual uh, the situation had become an annual ritual now or annual routine there are some of the students who have no idea about their placement while others are still looking for schools mm -hmm. some are also in the forest and having heard of it he told or fm <laughs> a month ago gs released the computer placement list for new students who were to be admitted to various secondary schools across the country mm -hmm. this notwithstanding the gs says most students have still not reported Okay. Now, yes, Guy. Bernard, uh, let's uh, quickly talk about Kamala Harris uh, because yesterday she delivered. She was in Cape Coast and she also spoke mm -hmm. to the yeah. youth. Exactly, in Accra. And the Ghanaian Times has that story on page 11. Mm -hmm. It says Ghana joins Atlantic Corporation as founding member, according to our president. And also, Harris addresses youth at Blackstar Square. Mm -hmm. uh, U.S. commits to fast tracking African innovation for economic growth. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Donko 
says this morning in a show of his commitment uh, to the refreshed relations with Africa, the United States of America is to partner the continent to fast-track African innovation. The U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has announced now addressing Ghanaian youth yesterday in Accra. She said investment in Africa ingenuity and creativity was key to unlocking incredible economic growth and opportunities for Africa and beyond. All right. There's the direct quote here which you can read for yourselves. All right. In sports, mm -hmm. Ghana defeats Algeria to qualify for an 23 Afcon story by Edu Edem Kai Kelvin. Mm -hmm. City Sports, the Black Meteors beat Algeria 1-0 in their second leg of the Africa Cup of Nations qualifier at the Kumasi Sports Stadium mm -hmm. yesterday, the 28th of March. The result secures their place in the 2023 AFCON scheduled to kick off 23rd June this year in Morocco. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the Washington Post has a very, very nice op-ed op mm -hmm. by the Zambian president okay. on the state of the economy. And I like the candor. I like the, the clarity with which he wrote okay. in terms of where Zambia is. Mm -hmm. And this is Hakainde Hikelma mm -hmm. or Hikelma. Yeah, he's is Zambia's that, president. Is that a churchy guy, the pastor? There's one of them who, who is who used to be a pastor. One of the no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't. I, did, I, did, I, did, I know he went to prison and things. I didn't oh. know he was a pastor too. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, so Bernard, finally, let me just uh, quickly bring your attention to approval of president's nominee. Second deputy speaker worried about breach of secrecy. Um, in the vote, in the vote, uh, yeah. So the story so is the same. Is the same thing that CDD uh, gentleman mm -hmm. is saying. Uh, yeah, but this is the second deputy speaker. Yeah, second speaker. Was he presiding during the the, the vote? Uh, uh, no, no, no. He was not. He was uh, not. I, th I think at some point we should read this during the show. Uh, in okay. Thank you. Uh, God, uh, I said Nathan, and mm. thank you, Sky. I'm confused. <laughs> Coming up next is the business news. Ah, you know, Papa, see that? And it's rickety car. Hey, Papa. 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 Bobo, so how your engine now? It is half man, half amazing. Thanks to cars and you, don't feel better energy. Can't touch this. Tell you guys, so Sancho's engine just died like that? Yes, so somebody managed to convince him that there is a better engine oil than quartz. And he switched. Ah, Sancho Panza now, which engine oil can be better than quartz? No other, my guy. Quartz with its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Now, you know, have you guys seen the new bottle design? It's superb. Quartz 9000 from Total Energy's DA improves fuel efficiency. Why do you think Mr. Mane and Logoso have taken the quartz nation movement World Cup like that? Hey, Mr. Mane, hey, sorry, sorry. Chairman, no money. Chairman, hey, Chairman! Quartz, keep your engine younger. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. In the house. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to everyone out there. Welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, business community laments impact of continuous hike in monetary policy rate on operations and Development Bank Ghana shows of enhancing strategic measures to resolve the bottlenecks that limit economic resilience. the details now. The Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry has expressed concern over the recent decision by the Bank of Ghana to increase the monetary policy rate by 150 basis points 
to 29.5%. The chamber posits that a the significant increase is alarming and will have a detrimental impact on the business climate in the country. In an interview with City Business News Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber, Mark Bidu Abwaji, noted that in the face of the current challenges business have encountered over the past few years, including the supply chain disruptions, reduced demand, cash flow challenges, and the recent upward adjustment of utility tariffs, the posture adopted by the central bank does not augur well in sustaining a conducive business environment. The increase in policy rate is inappropriate at this time when businesses are already suffering under high utility prices, high inflation, and rapid depreciation of the local currency. At the moment, if you want to borrow, you are likely to get it between 35 to 40%. So the increase in policy rate means that banks are also going to respond positively by increasing their lending rate and interest rates are likely to go above 40, 45%. This will increase the cost of doing business in Ghana. Businesses will have no option than to pass on this cost to consumers at the higher prices and that will also increase the inflation that we are, we are having. Those who are not able to pass on the cost to consumers will be forced to absorb them and some may collapse. Already most of them are running at a loss, they are not even breaking even. So a further increase in cost means that they may collapse and lay off people and the effect on the economy will be dire. That was the CEO of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bidu Abwaji. The Development Bank Ghana has revealed that it is committed to enhancing strategic measures to resolve the bottlenecks that limit economic res resilience in the country. The bank explains that stimulation techniques towards economic transformation must be championed across all sectors of the economy to spare growth. Speaking at the DBG-UGBS Development Finance Dialogue Series in Accra, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the bank, Michael Mensabar, assured of the bank's preparedness in building a financial ecosystem that would inspire women and young entrepreneurs towards inclusive growth. We know that to create economic resilience and accelerate social mobility, we must champion the role of knowledge, innovation, and to be able to measure the impact of our interventions. At DBG, we often speak about the need to make an impact. So here are a few of our key interventions we will deploy to enable us to make an impact. DBG will increase the availability of long-term funding through debt financing, equity financing, and guarantee products to critical industry sectors that have a strong potential to transform our economy, namely the agribusiness, manufacturing, ICT, and value services. We have already invested up to 300 million cities since we were launched last year. We have also committed half a billion cities of long-term funding to be invested in the maize, soya bean, rice, and poultry value chain in the next 12 to 18 months. This intervention is to enhance food security in Ghana. In addition to providing funding, we'll be complementing our funding with providing customized capacity building to local businesses in the sector of interest. Michael Mensabar is the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the Development Bank Ghana. Meanwhile, an Associate Professor at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Vera Fiado, is urging stakeholders to leverage on development financing to address the structural gaps in the financial system. Our markets are not really structured to provide us with the needed, uh, should I say, access to finance that you've seen in developed economies because they're the, priv uh, the private sector market in terms of capital markets. They work 
quite efficiently so they always evolve and come up with products in our case we we have a lot of catching up to do so what is really happening then is that we are not there yet and so development finance is more like trying to bridge the gap because you know normally there's private funding then there's public funding development finance is trying to straddle the two provide long-term capital but at the same time not work from a purely private perspective in the sense that it's not chasing just uh, profitability in terms of return some of which don't necessarily yield profitability but would be the would form the bedrock on which we can ride to then get to the point of profitability so if we could harness development finance adequately then we will get to the point where we'll be able to you know develop the various markets that will speak to both the separate public sector needs in terms of welfare etc and also speak to the private sector need for profitability Professor Vera Fiado is with the University of Ghana Business School. The Mobile Money Agents Association of Ghana has welcomed the latest reports from the Central Bank on the total value of mobile money transactions in the first two months of 2023. The association added that a 72.6% increment in the mobile money transactions will serve as a catalyst to advance their businesses. Speaking to City Business News General Secretary of the Mobile Money Agents Association, Evans Utunfo, Describe the news from the central bank as positive to their disagreement for some government policies. We see it as a positive uh, trend now uh, that we need to jealously guard it. So that is what I think it is to us because we have been complaining ever since government intended to introduce a policy to the industry. We have all witnessed what really uh, transpired. I mean, we have given so many signals to government that uh, the policy, which is a revenue generation policy, it is something that is really going to be an affront to the progress of the industry and our businesses. That was the General Secretary of the Mobile Money Agents Association, Evans Utunfo. Ghana continues to be a preferred destination for many players in the aviation industry as Ethiopian Airlines has launched additional four times weekly night flight operations to Accra. Ethiopian Airlines already operates daily flights from Addis Ababa to Accra and this new night flight will complement its regular midday flights, making the airline the largest operator by frequency that is 11 times per week, servicing Kotoka International Airport. Speaking at the launch of the flights, country manager for Ethiopian Airlines, Ghana, Sierra Leone and Liberia, Anile Ashetu, stated that the move is part of efforts towards connecting the various countries on the continent. Uh, as you know, and as I mentioned during the addressing uh, speech, Ethiopian Airlines has been in Ghana for more than six decades, uninterrupted service for 63 years. So this is a continuation of our commitment to serve Africa, to connect Africa together and to the rest of the world. So what makes this new evening flights different is that these evening flights will enable the traveling public to travel with more convenience. That was the country manager for Ethiopian Airlines, Ghana, Syria, Leon and Liberia, Anile Ashitu. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, two pesos. The British pound 
gained 1 peso and is selling at 13 cities, 5 pesos. And the euro also remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, 9 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is going for 12 cities, 25 pesos, whilst the British pound is selling at 14 cities, 90 pesos, and the euro, 12 cities, 90 pesos. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic, the fundamentals of financial planning. Fundamental number four when you are planning for your future is to know where your money goes. It's important to make sure your expenses are not exceeding your income. The best way to do this is by budgeting. The rule of thumb is that 50% of your money should go towards taking care of your essential living items. 20% should go towards investments and then the remaining 30% can be used to take care of the things you want but don't necessarily need. However, depending on your personal commitments outside of your immediate family, you may find you need to increase your 50% for essential items to 60 or even 70%. For example, you may be caring for an extended family member or have a social project where you have committed to supporting a person or group in need on a regular basis. If these are commitments you cannot vary, that's fine, but then be prepared to reduce the 30% allocated to your wants. It's good to enjoy yourself, but keep an eye on how those things add up over the course of a month. Making small, manageable changes in your everyday expenses can have as big an impact on your financial situation as getting a pay raise. Also, keeping your recurring monthly expenses as low as possible can save you significant money over time. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netelinete Ajahu. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Seven thirteen City Breakfast Show. Kickoff is next. Brought to you by Le Cheho and Shell Fuel Safe Super Diesel NV Power. Le Cheho Savings and Loans has been supporting the investment goals of customers with attractive solutions. With easy access to track your funds, we offer flexible deposit products for 91 days, 182 days, and 365 days. Open a fixed deposit account with us today. Call us on 0577-707-700. Let's achieve your goals together. Let's share our savings and loans A trusted safe haven for your investments. And if anyone had told me I could become a mathematician, cartographer, all in a year, I'd have laughed. But come and see calculations and mappings just because of fuel economy. But now, thanks to Shell, we can save money with the Shell Fuel Save. This triple action formula improves engine efficiency, prevents deposit buildup, and protects your engine from wear and corrosion for extra clean, extra protection, and extra savings. So, switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Benjamin Ketia is joining us with the sports.
So straight into the details, Ben. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines and Ghana's Black Meteor secure place in under 23 Afghan to be held in Morocco. Boxer Anthony Joshua has hinted that he could retire if he loses his upcoming bout this weekend. And in the NBA, there were wins for the Wizards, the Warriors, and Charlotte Hornets. Now, Ghana has qualified for the under-23 AFCON this June after beating Algeria by one goal to nil at the Babayara Sports Stadium. Now, Fatal Isahaku scored the only goal, um, which was in Kumasi, to help the Black Meteors progress on a 2-1 aggregate scoreline. The under-23 AFCON will take place in Morocco from June 24 to July 8, uh, with the top three teams qualifying for the 2024 Olympic men's football tournament in Paris, while the fourth uh, place team will face a team from Asia in a playoff. So uh, Ghana have qualified to the AFCON. Hopefully, um, they can go there, impress, and make it all the way to the Olympic Games. Let's get to some other news. And former Ghana footballer Mohamed Polo has expressed his belief that the Black Stars can improve their performance in the 2023 AFCON qualifiers after earning four points from Angola this month. Now, Ghana emerged victorious with a 1-0 win over Angola in Kumasi and played out a 1-1 draw in Luanda on Monday. Despite the success, Mohamed Polo, who was part of the 1978 AFCON winning team, feels that Chris Hilton's squad has more room for improvement. Well, I, I think that the one is that the, the, the telepathy is still lacking, the, the understanding, the, the, you know, the, the finishing. And uh, the, the, I mean, uh, the, the team playing is, is lacking some sort of uh, agency. So uh, uh, they are individuals and they, they, they have to, you know, work it out gradually. But uh, we don't have time with the national team. So uh, they, they, they have to do something about it. The coach has to do something about it. Uh, she needs some sort of understanding. The game that they played the last time, the telepathy was not there. And uh, that the, the fighting spirit, was, they did everything, you know, after the last minute that they, they, they got a goal. It is not bad. So you heard former Ghana footballer Mohamed Polo speaking there. Now staying with the Black Stars, former assistant coach of the Black Starlets, Winfred Dorman, has expressed his admiration for Chris Hutton's coaching and the team's performance in a recent two-game series against Angola. However, Dorman advised against setting unrealistic expectations for Hutton's tenure as head coach at the early stages. We were more cautious. We kept a good discipline sheet. But uh, it was the Angolans who had to score. And yes, we frustrated them. But they find a way to break our defense. I mean, a penalty call, justifiable penalty call, they scored. This is where the coaching came in. Good substitution once again. Good staffs who came on and really impacted the game. You have to give it to the te- technical team. They did a yeoman's job. Two games, one went, one drew. You have to give it to him. But it's still early days. They still have a long way uh, to go. And you know, Ghanaians, the way they love their football, the pressure will come, the expectations will come. So it's still early days. I would advise that he takes his game as and when it comes. So you heard former Black Starlets head coach Winfred Dorman speaking there. Let's get to some other stuff and let's catch up with the uh, other results from the Afghan qualifiers that were played yesterday. Botswana, uh, they lost uh, by two goals to three to Equatorial Guinea. And then Eswatini also lost by one goal to nil to Kivet. Malawi were thrashed by four goals to nil by Egypt. And then Namibia in the surprise result of the round beat Cameroon by two goals to one. Gambia also beating Mali by two goals to one. And then South Africa also beating Liberia by two goals 
close to one in their own encounter if you go further you see mozambique um they lost at home to senegal by one goal to nil so today there's rwanda taking on benin and that's what to look out for as far as the afcon qualifiers are concerned let's get to some other stuff and it's match week 24 in the ghana premier league there's midweek action at 3 p.m today um there's kim Fazal versus karela brickham chelsea take on adriana uh there's tamale city versus in swatraman samatex take on kotoku royals but Bechem united up against dreams fc and then mediama sporting club will also be up against bibiani gold stars at 6 p.m accra heart of folk will take on accra lions now assistant coach of accra heart of folk david oklu is hoping that his team can bounce back after last saturday's defeat at karela we go back and right the wrongs and uh, work more on the positives okay we are still in a tight race we are still it's left with 12 matches yeah Anything can happen. This is football, okay? So we are still in. We are going back, like I rightly said, and correct the wrongs and try and work more and take the positives and work on it. So you heard a crowd had to focus assistant coach David Oklu speaking there. Now tomorrow there's Legon City versus Asante Kotoko and then there's RTU versus Great Olympics. Let's get to uh, some other stuff and Euro 2024 qualifiers uh, played yesterday. Georgia played out a 1-1 draw uh, with Norway. Let's get to some Premier League related stuff and former Ivorian defender Kolo Ture has loaded Mikel Arteta for being a source of inspiration to young managers due to his exceptional managerial success at Arsenal. Arteta's team is currently positioned at the top of the Premier League uh, table with a 10-point lead over Manchester City with only 10 games left in the season. Now, despite Ture's commendation of the Spanish coach, he has also cautioned Arsenal about the looming threat posed by City in the for the Premier League title. He's been incredible. He, he, what he's doing as a young manager, inspiring us. You know, and when you look at him, we're like, oh yeah, you know, this is a guy that we played with uh, against a few times. This is a young manager. You can see the energy he's bringing. You can see his understanding of the game. Of course, he was really lucky to work with the, one of the best or the best manager in the world, um, Pep Guardiola, of course, learning from, from him. It was vital for him, but he did when he did learn well, you know, because what he's doing is incredible. And uh, Arsenal have to be to be to really careful. Arsenal have to really make sure that they don't they don't uh, they don't slip, you know, because this Man City they will give everything until the last game. Now, Arsenal's lead at the top of the table is eight points and not ten points, as earlier stated. And you heard former Arsenal defender Colo Toure speaking there. Let's do some boxing. And Anthony Joshua has admitted that he will retire from boxing on Saturday evening if he loses to Jermaine Franklin in his comeback fight at the O2 Arena. The former two-time world champion will return to the ring on Saturday to face the American heavyweight after suffering uh, successive defeats to Alexander Usyk. Joshua is looking to make a statement and record his first professional win since December 2020 when he beat Cobra Pulev via a technical knockout. So Anthony Joshua, now uh, he will be seeking some redemption in the ring over the weekend. If that redemption does not come, he is planning to probably hang up his gloves. It will be interesting to see how that particular bout plays out. Uh, so we are looking forward to that Jermaine uh, Franklin versus Anthony Joshua fight. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Nketiah, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Health Tidbits is brought to you by the Nyahoo Medical Center. Welcome to Nyahoo Health in the City. 
The time has finally come to meet your little one. Yes, labor and delivery can be a daunting experience, but proper preparation and a supportive team can make the experience memorable. Here are some things to keep in mind. 1. Prepare a birth plan with your doctor, outlining your preferences for pain management, delivery, and postpartum care. 2. Pack your hospital bag with all the essentials you need during your hospital stay. 3. Ensure you have a supportive team with you, including your partner or a trusted friend or family member. But most importantly, select a qualified healthcare team to guide you through this process. Remember, every delivery is unique and unexpected complications can arise. Our mother and child unit is made up of experts who will care for you and your baby throughout labor and delivery. Call or WhatsApp us on 050-143-662 for further inquiries or follow Nyahoo Medical Center on social media for more health in the city tips. Nyaho, improving your quality of life. Health Tidbits was brought to you by the Nyaho Medical Center. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Be so bad, don't be a 
Ne free now for why I want fancy in your mama Pense when I be a Ne free na dio binti And so me do it your dog Me do it your dog why Oh baby I am a fool Oh baby I am a fool Wednesday the 29th Alright, right, uh, a couple of birthdays coming in uh, This one is from Marian Kuchianu of ADB <coughs> To Prisla Ikunmensa Because our colleague here at City It's a yep. new chapter of your lovely, selfless and caring personality my dear friend and sis, I pray the Lord continues to bless, protect, favor, preserve, no, and perfect whatever he has in store for you. You are blessed beyond measure. I cherish you so much. Coming in from Marian Kuchenyo of ADB. To priests like Kunmensa, who's the P of the MD. Of course, we on the CTCBS, we join ourselves to this request. Happy birthday, Prisla. Have a blast. Also wishing Michael Ewura, environmental analyst of Bonkatamansu Municipal Assembly, a happy birthday. God bless your new age. Coming in from God Sintingi. And then a whole raft of requests coming through this morning to our special woman, our mother, 
Madam Abigail Okaini, I Fridge Hospital. Mommy, you've been a pillar, our prayer warrior, our superwoman, our best friend, and the best chef we've ever known. From your daughters, Mrs. Vera Tete, Georgina Ajete, and Sandra Ajete. Good morning, wishing Mrs. Katharina Oyo Falcona, alias Tolala of St. Augustine's Anglican Church, Dansoman, a happy 79th birthday from all his seven children. Am I mentioning this right? Or is it Tolala? I'm not sure. Tolala. T O W L A L E. Tolala. Okay. Catherine, Charlie I'm not sure. Tolala. Please send it. Tolala, dear Charlie Wistry. So let's give it Tolala. T O W L. Your mind. Your mind. The typical way will be Tolala. Because I know a Tolala. So Mrs. Catherine Oyo Falcona. Alias. Tolala. Oh, I think it's, I need, it's, I, need, I, need, I need a government to explain that. It's, no, it's Tolala. It's a nickname. No, it's Tolala. No, it's Tolala. <laughs> tolala to is uh, what? In to is some animal. Uh, no, 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 to to is some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is good. But clearly, clearly, I don't, I don't think it has. I don't think it has anything to do with goats. I just think it's in the Tolala. Tolala. But the woman is seventy-nine. She's not a small girl. You can't call a 79 year old woman Tolala. You get the name longest. No, in daughter will send a voice note. Don't no worry. The nickname existed, has been in existence for years. But 79, they didn't call you Tolala. Because at 79, somebody will send a message. It is Tolala. A.K.A. Good Music. Ah, okay. Happy 60th birthday to our mom, Mrs. Ruby Asian. God bless and protect and guide you uh, in this journey. From your daughters, Malisa, Joanne Shirley, and Dr. Karen Asian. Uh, this one says, uh, Happy birthday to a friend and boss, Ama Sewa Nekwi Tete, mm-hmm. board member and secretary general of the Ghana National Commission for UNESCO. That's coming from Michael Ashite Ama. Okay, so let me send this one out to Hannah Owusu Boachi, who is the principal health information officer at Presbyterian Hospital in Agogo Mm -hmm. in the Ashanti region. Uh, It is coming in from your husband who says glorious, gorgeous birthday to my pride, best Mm -hmm. half, um, my garden of Eden in which I keep prayer, partner, and all guy in the house. God bless your kind and good self. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming in from your husband, Yao Boachi. The procurement manager at Total Energies wants uh, the team to wish his wife uh, a happy birthday. A Rabina Edu of Medas Tema. My prayer for you on this special day is from Proverbs 31. Love you always, gorgeous, from your husband Yao and the girls Edubia, Sapoma, and Odamia. Odamia. And today is also the uh, birthday of His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana. Oh. Nana Adudankwa, the, the great 
and Juganistic Nana Akuva. Yes, yes, yes. Adodi. Yes, Adodi. Yes, Adodi. And today is Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is Adodi. Which means we can estimate, you know, when your birthday falls on the day you were born, it means it's a powerful day. So, how old is he now? Oh, um, it's no, it's not. It's seventy something. You know, usually your birthday falls on your day. There, on there, some there's a certain math to every it. Every yeah, seven years or so. Mm-hmm. There's a certain math to it. I think. Yeah. I think okay. it's so. Seventy nine years Seventy nine. Yeah, because uh, he was born in nineteen forty four. March 29. But our, but our president is stronger than most 79. I mean, when mm. you it's compare, it's no, 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 serious. It's fake. I mean, when you look at some of the people who they claim they are 70 in other countries, <laughs> no, 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 we have to thank God for his life. Genetic composition. I'm telling you, Charlie 79, to say, they give speech, they dance. You see, what, no, what is on his side too is no, 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 his height. No, he's solid. Normally, he's together. Yeah, yeah, he's normally solid. when you are of a certain height like that yeah. you you are almost what are you saying about with the tall people yeah then you see when you grow older you, you grow down you yeah that's but he is solid yeah he's yeah. not moving yeah 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 can't we Charlie, we pray for that kind of energy yeah, so so i do the yeah. Charlie, play, let's play a song for the president yes. Charlie, the economy is difficult <laughs> 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 How does Luma be saying? The Luma. That's fine. That's fine. One of the things I like is when they do these like formal events and yeah. then you see the president yeah. hit the floor. Yeah. They clap like that. They Charlie. They hear Kamala. Let's They want a banquet, You know, they, 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 the president, yeah. I, I, he has style. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, he, he, he chop life yeah. in the way he even walks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, 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 I like that he's vivacious, full of life. You know what I'm saying? He's Charlie. He just enjoy himself. You know, no, this Charlie, Mr. President. No, no, may, may you live long. Uh, hey, but, but, yeah. but, you know, if I forgive boy something, ask him to the Alright, now later this morning we'll try and find out why Bagwin is so angry. The Speaker of Parliament is absolutely insane. I mean incensed, I should say, in, in the way he 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 interpreted the comments of the US Vice I'm going to play those voice clips for you and then we'll try and find out what really is going on behind the scenes with this with if they need two point with this uh, LGBTQ plus bill and the angst of the speaker. We'll also try and find out if it's 
really within the bosom of parliament alone what kind of power the president has because from the speaker's comments it appears he's saying to the president stay away don't try and interfere with what we are doing in parliament but let me mention a couple more birthdays happy birthday to our daughter uh erela mami in triwa esaba aqua aka lady palm from your dad seth your mom araba and your brothers ace and ansley and then happy birthday to my good friend lawyer joycelyn ama yesterday was your birthday so happy belated birthday to you joycelyn great singer wonderful lawyer so we are requesting this song on behalf of Auntie Becky too. Yes. So na, na, yes. Na, 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 yes. She hasn't sent us, but we are. Nana the guy. She hasn't sent us, but we are sent. We have sent <laughs> ourselves. She <laughs> <laughs> didn't play my loom, but this one is a different. I'd have played a different version, but we'll take it like. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, one, one final one from our very, uh, you know, lovely colleague Hawa. Okay. To her husband. Mm-hmm. This one, Charlie. Oh, today's how is yeah. Charlie, say happy birthday. birthday to my husband, oh. Idrisu Mustafa. Oh. You are just as perfect as the Almighty Allah made you oh. for me. Charlie, listen, listen, listen. This is the killer part of the message. Mm-hmm. The killer part of the message says, Get ready to be pumped extraordinarily tonight. Hey. Hey. I thought I thought how I was fasting. <laughs> Charlie, let's get serious, people. Let's let's let's, let's get serious with our work. <laughs> now, from now to end of March, insure your vehicle with Imperial Gel Assurance and win some great rewards. Now, just insure and pick up a reward. It could be a fuel coupon. It could be a gift voucher or a special souvenir. Call 0302-788-955 or 057-766-7436. Imperial is giving you the free a free one life one year life insurance cover as part of your motor insurance cover. Imperial General Assurance Solid Protection. Now, the, the British Council is saying that they want to help you get a great experience. Remember, those who uh, study in the UK get more than just a degree. They get a world of valuable experiences. Now, the British Council can do that for you. Visit their website to find out how you can own your future. Now, Galam says it's not a good thing. We've been talking about it. You've seen the effects on TV. You've read about it in the newspapers. You've listened to the stories on radio. And so, if you want to mind... Just find more responsible mining methods under the National Alternative Employment and Livelihood Program and sign on to those. Respect the laws of our country. Help protect the future of our children. This message is powered by the Ministry of Lands and Resources and the Minerals Commission of Ghana. If you are thinking of taking up a degree in uh, nursing, then sign up to... Um, Heritage Christian College's BSc Nursing degree. Now you get to learn in great labs. You get great uh, practical training that will set you up well for the world of work. Now if you don't want that, you want to do other programs, BBA, 
programs bsc information technology bsc information security and bachelor of theology for those who want to study the religious side of things get to heritage christian college they are i'm a someone behind the olympic stadium call 0547 or 0202 or you can dial star 789 star 300 hash to get an online serial number and apply at hcuc.edu.gh heritage christian college university training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders Join Abscess Ready to Work podcast uh, on Facebook and YouTube this Thursday. That's tomorrow, 30th at 10 a.m. Our team of experts are eager to share tips on how your business can stand out in a competitive marketplace. Don't miss out. Let's get ready to work. That's Africana City. That's Absa. And uh, introducing the iVest account from Easyway Savings and Loans, a short fixed, sorry, a fixed term investment account that delivers great returns on your investment over a short period of time with no haircuts. Start with 5,000 cities, watch your money grow. Call Easyway Savings and Loan 0550-144144 or visit easyway.com.gh for more information. Ivest no haircut. Ivest excellent returns guaranteed. And when you hear the sound, poppy, poppy, what does it remind you of? Sure, it's a refreshing fun yogurt, delicious fun choco, and the fun is so nice. For more than 60 years, Fun Milk PLC has been there for us, giving us high quality, delicious, and nutritious products. Fun Milk says we did for you, Ankasa. So go ahead and enjoy your favorite Fun Yogurt Strawberry, Fun Choco, and Fun Ice at 3 CDs for the 145 ml pouch and 2 CDs for the 100 ml pouch. You may also call us on 030-700-0595. Now, a number of you are asking about the, the you know, I read an announcement yesterday about Fun, fun Milk saying if you mm-hmm. wanted to be a vendor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the number to call is the same number I just read 030, I think it is 700. 0595. So if you want to be a, a fan, I think they said if you have 10,000 CDs, you can be a fan, you go mm-hmm. uh, vendor. So 030-700-0595. Yep, so call that number and they will set you up to start any up to 10% monthly returns. Really, really good opportunity. Yeah. So so this 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 is this is an announcement for fan milk. Now, all right, so why is Speaker Bob being so upset? Let's hear him first and I'll sort of work my way back. Uh, yesterday, he was he met some traditional leaders, I think some religious leaders, I think it was, in Parliament. They say he had a breakfast. A breakfast meeting, yes. And, uh, I mean, we know him to be candid. Babin is, uh, I mean, one of the things I like about our speaker is that he speaks his mind yeah. mm-hmm. for that one, and he's been doing so for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I, I don't know who, I don't, I've never seen anybody who intimidates that guy. Mm-hmm. He will say what he has to say, and he'll move <laughs> on with his life. You know, he said Parliament is corrupt, he couldn't do anything, he's... I mean, and we have to we have to appreciate that. We don't agree with everything he says, but the fact that he will say what he thinks is a good thing. So here he was yesterday, and I really wasn't sure why he was so angry because when I listened to the in fact, let me start this. So let's listen to Kamala Harris. So let, let's 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 start from the beginning. This is the US vice president. A New York Times journalist had asked about Ghana's uh, LGBTQ plus law that was yeah. still in the works, the bill that was still in the works. And this was Kamala Harris's response. And I'll play for you the president's response, and then you will hear uh, Speaker Babin's response. So let's let's hear uh, Madam Harris. And let me be clear about where we stand. First of all, for the American press who are here, you know that a great deal of, of work in my career has been to address human rights issues, equality issues across the board, including as it relates to the LGBT community. And I feel very strongly about the importance of supporting uh, the, the the freedom. And, and supporting and fighting for equality among all people, and that all people be treated equally. 
I will also say that uh, this is an issue that we consider and I consider to be a human rights issue and that will not change. So that's Kamala Harris, Vice President of the U.S. She's in Ghana. She's currently in the central region. We'll be touching base with the team. Okay, so that was uh, the voice clip of Kamala Harris. Now here's the President's answer to the same question. So first of all, we don't have any such legislation here in Ghana. A bill has been proposed to the Parliament of Ghana, which has all kinds of ramifications, which is now being considered by the Parliament. It hasn't been passed. So the statement that there is legislation in Ghana to that effect is not accurate. No legislation. The bill is going through the Parliament. It's going through the Parliament. The Attorney General has found it necessary to speak to the committee about it regarding the constitutionality or otherwise of several of its provisions, and the Parliament is dealing with it. At the end of the process, I will come in. But in the, in the meantime, the Parliament is dealing with it. And I have no doubt that the Parliament of Ghana will show, as it's done in the past, one, first of all, its sensitivity to human rights issues, as well as to the feelings of our population, and will come out with a responsible response to the, to, to the proposed. The legislation was a legislation that has been provided as a private member's bill. This is not an official legislation of the government, but it is one that has been, uh, been mooted by a handful of private members. So we will see what the final outcome of it. But I'm, uh, my understanding from the recent discussion I had with the chairman of the committee, the substantial elements of the bill have already been modified as a result of the intervention of the Attorney General. We will see what the final outcome will be. And that is at the stage at which I will also have the opportunity to prove it. So that was the President's answer. Now here's Speaker Bagbin's uh, comment. As the Vice President just did, is it yesterday? I mean, these things should not be tolerated. That is undemocratic. What is democracy? That somebody else will have to dictate to me as to what is good and what is bad, unheard of. Because we have decided to devalue ourselves and go a-begging. Come on. We have more than enough. God has created more than enough for every person. It's just because we are looking at somebody else's share, not yours. We have enough in the world. The bill will be passed. This is the word to His Excellency the President. There is no way he can intervene. That answer he gave. That is now before Parliament. And when he gets to a stage that he has to, he will come in. Hey, please. This is legislation. This is not execution. <laughs> Wait until we pass it and then we direct you to execute it. That is why you come in. That is why we are representatives of the people. So in terms of law, which is part of policy, we finalize it. And then the executive now have the authority to implement it, to execute it. Let's get this clear. Once this bill is before here, he is not in charge. I am in charge. Yeah. We need to legislate. Our friends, yes, passed their law in Uganda. We may not go the way they have gone because our constitution is very clear as to the direction we should move. And so we'll be guided by that. Because if we pass any law against the constitution, it's unconstitutional. So we have to do that. And so what are you afraid of? If you have the whole people behind you, if God is with you, 
Who can be against you? And if God says, please, go into the wilderness, multiply and fill the world. That is God giving you that command. If somebody says, please, don't multiply. How can that person be strong? I don't only speak this way in Ghana. Even at the last meeting we attended in IPU at Bahrain, anybody who listened to my speech, there were sentences on this matter. Luckily, maybe because it's a Muslim country, they applauded me. <laughs> if it's somewhere else, they will be asking questions. All right, so that was uh, Speaker Bagbin, uh, five minutes to eight. I'm a bit... Like listening to the U.S. Uh, Vice President, I think my first mistake I didn't get get the question. I, you you listen to the question, right? Who who has the question? The New York Times reporter. Yes, the correspondent. What, what was he asking about the status of our L? Um, because in that the president sought to even correct the uh, the question. I don't want to paraphrase. Yes, because the president was saying that it's not correct to say that there's a law on mm. lgbtq and that it's a bill which is still in the works so in listening to the president's answer it's very clear that there was some sort of supposition in the question but my first confusion is that when i listen to Kamala harris's comment i i didn't see anything in the answer worthy of the kind of anger uh, speaker babin is is uh, expressing unless of course i played only a truncated version of the answer and unless of course there's more to this than just the answer do you follow okay. my, so my the point? question was about the Biden administration's commitment mm-hmm. to calling out any foreign any foreign government that advanced anti-gay legislation or violated human rights. So Biden's government's commitment yeah, it's not her government to Biden's administration to countries that do what that, about Biden's administration's commitment mm-hmm. to calling out foreign governments mm-hmm. that advance anti-gay legislation. Or violate human rights so anti-gay legislation and violate human rights in the same sentence okay so Kamala Harris's answer was that they know her record and that she thinks it's a human rights issue so she's linked the Quote, gay right to human rights I feel rights strongly issue. about yeah. the importance of supporting the freedom and supporting the fighting for equality among all people uh-huh. and that all people be treated equally I also say that this is an issue that we consider and I consider to be a human rights issue and mm-hmm. that will not change Okay, so that's a very short answer. Yes, that's what she said. The president's answer was more elaborate. Yes, he, was more elaborate. he was talking about, he was trying to distinguish between the fact that mm-hmm. it is a law and then it's a bill in the works. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about the fact that the constitution will guide the law and that it, or, the law will also have to align with the huge, the sentiment of Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. So, and then, but I think the part of the answer that probably annoyed Babin was where he said, it's not yet with me. So that when it comes to me, then I'll do what I have to do. So it sort of suggests that he has some powers to do something about the law mm-hmm. when Parliament brings it to him, which is what Mr. Babin was, was referring to. But his original anger was with Kamala Harris, and I am perplexed. I didn't, I didn't get, I, unless of course I, I misunderstand the language of diplomacy, because if you read the, the question that was asked was uh, Joe Biden's administration's position on calling our countries that pass anti-gay legislation and laws that violate human rights Mm -hmm. and kamala harris says they know her record and that she will basically she's in line right Mm -hmm. then mr babin is like the way she was talking was undemocratic so i am not sure if i'm missing something here maybe you have to help me and i'm not i know he's a speaker so he probably sorry did they have a meeting 
Well, did uh, the speaker meet her personally? No. What What is known is that the president and the visiting vice president had a closed door meeting. Okay. Um, at which various things were discussed. Um, I'm not going to discuss what I may have heard about yeah. the, the discussions that went on okay. behind closed doors. But I would say that the Honorable Bagbin is the Speaker of Ghana's Parliament, um, the third most powerful person in the country, and also may come across privileged information as to what gets discussed, what doesn't get discussed, and then appears to have, you know, plugged into what was said publicly to take issue with how the U.S., um, it would seem, is mm. um, seeking to push uh, legislations that recognize, you know, or does not... No, no th I think the question was that the Biden administration has said that they will call out yes. countries that have laws that antagonize yes. persons who yes. are... So I, 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 I get the impression the New York Times reporter was trying to invite some sort of comment on the law the proposal and juxtaposing it with the u.s government's close relationship with ghana mm -hmm. because uh, pres vice president harris has been full of praise for ghana mm -hmm. and if you listen to u.s officials at the highest level from the ambassador it's almost like ghana and u.s are relationship in a is a very good in a very good place mm -hmm. so i think the journalist was trying to sort of pierce pierce into that to say look these guys you are saying are doing so well are contemplating the law that your administration says mm -hmm. if the law gets passed obviously it's not the law you will support mm -hmm. so what is your comment mm -hmm. now madam harris did not actually make reference to the law specifically she just made some general answer yeah. I'm, like, i mean you yeah, but you see the i think what bagwing is taking issue with um if you were to make a deduction from what she said yeah is that she considers you know gay and lesbian rights and related rights as human rights issues and ha that has been her position throughout her, her and that political. they know that that's her position exactly now if you situate that within the context of what the legislation is in ghana is seeking to do it is to say that we do not recognize as a human right issue gay and lesbian rights do you understand mm -hmm. so bagwing's position has consistently been and of course uh, the honorable professor michael quip previous speaker of the house also adv advocated a similar position that gay and lesbian rights are not human rights and end of discussion and the current parliament is moving forward with that to advance a legislation which specifically criminalizes because if you look at the existing leg legislation there's academic and legal debate as to whether or not there is express prohibition of gay and lesbian rights within our country of course the law talks about unnatural canal knowledge um justice Duche, in a very solid judgment sought to explain what natural canal knowledge is and what it will mean if it is unnatural canal knowledge but the law is silent on whether gay and lesbian activities are expressly prohibited so there's some academic debate on that now this legislation seeks to remove all doubts as to what the Ghanaian position is because the existing law is subject to all kinds of interpretations um, so the u.s's position is that people with these rights these new rights as they call them in the west would have to be equally protected
and that there should be nothing as to take away from the enjoyment of their rights. If they want to marry, allow them to marry. If they want to socialize in public, whatever they want to do, if they want to socialize, allow them to do that. There should be nothing to take away from those rights. Mm -hmm. The people who are advancing this legislation are saying that, no, Ghanaian custom, Ghanaian law, or Ghanaian practices don't they call it values. Uh-huh. Don't accept these kinds of things. And therefore... So gay rights are not human rights. Exactly. According to the people proposing the law. Yeah. So this is where the distinction is. Yeah, that's right. So you're saying that Mr. Babin's angst was on the basis that uh, Vice President Harris is equating gay rights to human rights. Yeah. And by so doing, saying that her position is that she will be against the law. Mm-hmm. President of Ghana was trying to say that the Attorney General has actually looked at the law and modified it and that if the law is passed it will be in line with our constitution okay and, and that it will also align with Ghanaian values mm-hmm. and sentiments and that it hasn't come to me yet this was the president's answer mm-hmm. let's take a break and come back and deconstruct the president's answer and then try and see whether there's really any is this a storm in a teacup or is there a bigger issue happening that we don't know that's what I'll try and address on the show this morning. It's 8.03. Tech and social media trends brought to us by Vodafone. Exciting news. Vodafone Cash now allows payments to all major numbers on other networks. Remember how frustrating it is when you couldn't make payments for goods you bought because Vodafone Cash wasn't accepted on those merchant numbers? Well, it's now easy to do this. Dial star 110 hash. Select option 1 to send money. Option 2 to other networks. And follow the prompts to send the money. Experience the ease of transacting on Vodafone Cash. Use Vodafone Cash today. All right, Nathan. Yeah, um, uh, very interesting uh, things in the trend. So, sports related. Fatal Isahaku is in the trends. He scored the goal that sent the Black Meteors to the under 23 AFCON. So, he's trending. Other footballers, Banya is trending. Otawado is trending. A spillover from conversations around the Meteors, Black Stars, and all of those things. Yasantua is also trending. Yasantua is also trending. Now, there was an interview that GTV's morning show host on TV, Kafui Day, um, he, you know, interviewed a, a lawyer and a historian, and he was talking about Yasantua, and several people are talking about. He's just created a lot of debates on social media. On the tech side of things, um, the BBC is saying that artificial intelligence could replace the equivalent of 300 million full-time jobs. That's according to a report put together by investment bank Goldman Sachs. Now, it could replace a quarter of work tasks in the US and Europe, but may also mean new jobs and a productivity boom. Maybe they should counterbalance the new jobs with the lost jobs and let's see the net and it says it it could eventually increase the total annual value of goods and services produced globally but if the value goes up and 300 million people lose their jobs what have you gained so what is value Mm. you see my point i'm not against Mm. technology but if you say it will be make things if 300 million people lose their work do you know what that means for the world economy well in terms of the strain it places it, it looks like it's almost like well we can do things faster so let's do it and then whatever effect it has on human beings we don't care no i i think if you look at it more broadly the 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 the, the conversation has always been less retrain ah, okay. so that if you are currently the 300, the 300 million people yeah that's right because <laughs> if you don't retrain and retool yourself you become redundant we are not saying we are against technology i'm just saying that no i understand that yeah there should always be a tra- there's a trade-off mm-hmm. right and we should 
always place the human being at the center of the policy. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a typical example. You know, back in the UK, I wrote a paper on how artificial intelligence could Mm -hmm. intervene in so many spaces, including how we do our work as lawyers. Uh And then also you look at journalism, for instance. Mm -hmm. There are newsrooms today Mm -hmm. where journalists are not reading the news on air. AI is doing a better job. They don't make mistakes. They pronounce the words, you know. But who, who tells you that listeners want news without mistakes? Sometimes they just want you to be human. Uh, no, no, so I, what problem are you solving by saying that let's artificial intelligence can read the news? No, the position is that they are doing it more efficiently. That's, so the that, question that's is... My point, that's my problem. Uh-huh, the question is, and then also, for instance, judgments. There, there have been discussions around putting AI in courtrooms as judges. Imagine, because imagine AI trying to mimic your laughter. <laughs> Maybe it would do it much more efficient. No, they, you know, we can discuss this later. I just feel we should always balance. You know, it, yeah, I, it, I, it's, yeah. it's worrying for me. It's almost like, hey, we can do it. Hey, let's do it. People, three, <laughs> people, people, you, know, you, know, you know why? Mm-hmm. The tech industry has lost I, oh, probably five, 200 million jobs. I'm not sure. Like, Almost every week for the past two months, mm-hmm. yeah, they are, they there's technology companies are sacking people. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. So you are going to add another 300 million people, and you're announcing it triumphantly. Uh-huh. I'm not supposed to be happy about that. Uh-huh. But, but, but especially yes, I, don't, I don't even see mm-hmm. the benefit of the so-called technological advancement directly. I'm not against technology, but we, it's almost like the human being is so dispensable. So let's get AI. Let's get. Let's say no. Find new jobs for them. If people don't have work, do you know what it means for an economy? Yeah, it creates problems. It's a big situation. Yeah. More people go to hospital. More yeah. people get depressed. So let's not let's let's have a more holistic view on development. That's true. I agree All right. So I'm not against your paper. I even I even want to read it. No, I should. I would, I would <laughs> Let me read it. <laughs> <laughs> This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
Watch out for the me of your mind. I don't know what even I'm here. I don't know what I have on myself. Why do? So it's 14 minutes past 8 city breakfast show and uh, we're still on this uh <laughs> so maybe I've, 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 is it a storm in a teacup or is it a, uh, are there big issues behind the scenes we'll try and address that but has a couple of quick announcements well yeah family and friends join your rock star Kwame Yujing and the win this Easter Monday April 10 at the Ifa Sutherland Children's Park to witness the biggest fanfare and playground in Accra get your tickets for only 5 Ghana CDs Indomie Fest this year is packed with a lot of fun activities food and exciting performances come join us with your family and friends let's have fun powered by TikTok and links entertainment. Enjoy your breakfast with the nourishing goodness of Dano Milk Cool Cow Instant Powdered Milk. The rich taste of Dano Milk makes a perfect combo with your tea, oats, cocoa, etc., to give you that great tasting breakfast you've always desired. Dano Milk Cool Cow is fortified with vitamin A and it's a good source of protein and nutrients such as vitamin B12 and iodine to help you stay nourished and strong always. Dano Milk is affordable and is in a shop near you. Dano Milk, go for it. This ad is FDA approved. Premium quality Namibian meat. You can only taste this juiciness at Hypeflix Drive-In Park and Watch on Friday, March 31. At Park and Watch, you can create your own private cinema experience in your car and enjoy all the comforts of home while still being out and about whether you're in the mood for some juicy pork or chicken wings with crispy yam chips hot night watches spicy killy willy stuffed spring rolls fresh popcorn or delicious cocktails there's something for everyone just turn on your hazard light to order and get served right in your car now what's uh, what's airing this friday well uh, operation fortune starring jason statham and babylon starring brad pitt and robbie margot and you can call 0557-587-624 now to purchase tickets or visit hypeflixdriving.com to grab tickets online. This event is powered by Hype Up Limited with support from the Ghana Club, Abanga Foods and Farm Systems, Wachi Yere, Caution, Cocktail Bar and Virtual Solutions. Now, Galamse is not a good thing. Galamse is, in a, is a thorn in the flesh of Ghana and it has destroyed many communities and individual lives but you can mine responsibly under the National Alternative Employment and Livelihood Program. Respect the laws of your country. Help protect the future of your kids. This message is powered by the Ministry of Lands and Resources and the Minerals Commission of Ghana. Uh, La Bianca has introduced the latest to its repertoire of products. Akuko Tasty, locally produced bread and slotted chicken, comes in gizzards, back wings, thighs, breast, and more. For fresh quality frozen foods, contact La Bianca Company uh, at the Fishing Harbor Road, Tema Newtown Road, opposite NIB. Call 0505431111 for more inquiries. La Bianca, your number one frozen food company. Commissioner General of GRA is in reminding all taxpayers, entities, and individuals, including self-employed people and partnerships, that your first quarter income tax should be paid by Friday, 31st March 2023, the last working day of the month. All outstanding taxes for this year of assessment must be settled by close of work Friday, the 31st. Failure to pay income tax on due date attracts an interest of 125% of the statutory rate compounded at 
on the outstanding tax. Go to gre.gov.gh for more information. All right, so to put everything in proper context, I'm going to air now the question, the two answers, to just give it more meat, and then we'll see whether there's some controversy there or whether we are just making a storm out of a teacup. So New York Times journalists ask a question, and then the U.S. Vice President gives an answer. The President of Ghana also gives an answer. Vice President, you have made clear that the message of this trip is centered on a collaborative future. Um, at the same time, the Biden administration committed to calling out any foreign government that advanced anti-gay legislation or violates human rights. All three of the countries that you are visiting on this trip have advanced anti-gay, advanced or proposed uh, anti-gay legislation. Ghana has proposed a bill that would imprison those that engage in same-sex intercourse. Gay sex remains a crime in Tanzania, and same-sex relationships are outlaw- outlawed in Zambia. What have you said to the president and plan to say to other leaders on this trip about the crackdown on human rights? Let me be clear about where we stand. First of all, for the American press who are here, you know that a great deal of, of work in my career has been to address human rights issues, equality issues across the board, including as it relates to the LGBT community. And I feel very strongly about the importance of supporting uh, the, the, the freedom and, and supporting and fighting for equality among all people, and that all people be treated equally. I will also say that uh, this is an issue that we consider, and I consider, to be a human rights issue, and that will not change. Um, yes, what's the name? Sorry, Zolan Kano Young, said the New York Times. Zolan Mr. Young, so thank you for the question. First of all, we don't have any such legislation here in Ghana. A bill has been proposed to the Parliament of Ghana, which has all kinds of ramifications, which is now being considered by the Parliament. It hasn't been passed, so the statement that there is legislation in Ghana to that effect is not accurate. No legislation. The bill is going through the Parliament. It's going through the Parliament. The Attorney General has found it necessary to speak to the committee about it regarding the constitutionality or otherwise of several of its provisions, and the Parliament is dealing with it. At the end of the process, I will come in. But in the, in the meantime, the Parliament is dealing with it. And I have no doubt that the Parliament of Ghana will show, as it has done in the past, one, first of all, its sensitivity to human rights issues, as well as to the feelings of our population, and will come out with a responsible response to the, to, to the proposed. The legislation was a legislation that has been provided as a private member's bill. This is not an official legislation of the government, but it is one that has been, uh, been mooted by a handful of private members. So we will see what the final outcome of it. But I'm, uh, my understanding from the recent discussion I had with the chairman of the committee, the substantial elements of the bill have already been modified as a result of the intervention of the Attorney General. We will see what the final outcome will be. And that is the stage at which I will also have the opportunity to prevent. We need to legislate. Our friends just passed their law in Uganda. We may not go the way they have gone because our constitution is very clear as to the direction we should move. And so we'll be guided. All right, so that was the president's answer. Now let's listen to the back, Speaker Babin's full comment. Again, I'm, I'm advised that in actual fact, Speaker Babin was responding to a question 
that was posed to him at the, the, the other event, the breakfast meeting. So we're putting everything in context. New York Times United asks a question. Kamala Harris responds. President Kufado responds. So Babin is asked the question, but we don't have the questions because Babin was asked. But at least we have the answer. So we need to put this so that the context is properly established. So we don't know specifically what the person asked the speaker, mm-hmm. which may have also contributed to the ang- anger. But here's his answer nonetheless. As the vice president just did, is it yesterday? Yes. I mean, these things should not be tolerated. That is undemocratic. What is democracy? That somebody else will have to dictate to me as to what is good and what is bad, unheard of. Because we have decided to devalue ourselves and go a begging. Come on. We have more than enough. God has created more than enough for every person. It's just because we are looking at somebody else's share, not yours. We have enough in the world. The bill will be passed. This is the word to His Excellency the President. There is no way he can intervene. That answer he gave. That is now before Parliament. And when he gets to a stage that he has to, he will come in. Hey, please. This is legislation. This is not execution. Wait until we pass it and then we direct you to execute it. That is why you come in. That is why we are representatives of the people. So in terms of law, which is part of policy, we finalize it. And then the executive now have the authority to implement it, to execute it. Let's get this clear. Once this bill is before here, he's not in charge. I am in charge. Yeah. We need to legislate. Our friends just passed their law in Uganda. We may not go the way they have gone because our constitution is very clear as to the direction we should move. And so we'll be guided by that. Because if we pass any law against the constitution, it's unconstitutional. So we have to do that. And so what are you afraid of? If you have the whole people behind you, if God is with you, who can be against you? And if God says, please, go into the wilderness, multiply and fill the world. That is God giving you that command. If somebody says, please, don't multiply, how can that person be strong? I don't only speak this way in Ghana. Even at the last meeting we attended in IPU at Bahrain, anybody who listened to my speech, there were sentences on this matter. Luckily, maybe because it's a Muslim country, they applauded me. <laughs> if they're somewhere else, they will be asking questions. So that was speaker Babin. So let's deal with this one by one. Question was loaded originally saying that the three countries the woman is visiting all have proposed or have laws which criminalize LGBTQI activities and what does she say or intend to say to the leaders? Uh, that question, in fact, the question was longer than the answer, <laughs> frankly, because the answer was very short indeed. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think our president's answer was longer mm-hmm. and more elaborate. Let's before we come to Babin. What ordinarily listening to the New York Times journalist, the, the way he framed the question, and then Kamala Harris's answer, President Kufado's answer, what what do you make of that whole episode? 
First of all, I think the question, and I'm speaking from the viewpoint of a journalist now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also given the background that a U.S. journalist would ordinarily have mm -hmm. and, and what they believe in, mm -hmm. so that he framed the question consistent with the foreign policy and domestic policy position of the Biden administration, yes. which is that liberalize you know, rights yes. to the extent that people who believe in same-sex relationships should be able to marry, yeah. uh, should be able to to have the enjoy the same rights exactly as without any discrimination yeah so then the insistence is that the biden administration has always been calling out mm -hmm. governments that pass legislations that seek to curtail these rights or to antagonize mm -hmm. persons of uh, mm -hmm. the gay and lesbian stock so quick point so if this was a trump administration mm -hmm. where the vice president had come, mm -hmm. well, the journalists have asked the question the same. The language would most probably would have, have been, been different. different yeah. Because you know that uh, Mike Pence's views mm -hmm. on LGBTQ are possibly opposite to Kamala Harris. Exactly. So that there, there probably wouldn't have even have been an issue from the US side. Mm -hmm. So this, this is very the Democrat specific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not a US foreign policy specific. That's right. Which is why the Joe Biden angle in the answer is very important. Yeah. Although I mean, governments make foreign policy decisions. Um, yeah. So, so while the position may change, of course, in the past. You no, know, so I'm saying is, I'm saying is this administration. Yeah, is this administration that is advancing yes. it in a more robust. Yeah, it's not like a consistent US foreign policy across the years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So fair enough. So you're saying the journalist asked the question, knowing very well by, by Joe Biden's stated position. Yeah. and frames it such that he's inviting mm -hmm. a strong answer from the, the vice, president, vice president either in condemning those laws or sort of giving clear comments around how the how she and her boss would oppose those exactly, laws exactly good how do you assess her answer um, I, I think her answer um, appears really clever um, and, and I'm saying this well aware of what is normally the practice. Mm -hmm. When a foreign dignitary is visiting mm -hmm. a country, uh, normally there are specific things that they want highlighted. Yeah. They do not want contentious issues to overshadow the good works that they are coming to do. Mm -hmm. So ordinarily, when the British you know, monarch is visiting Ghana, those things will be there. There will be engagement between their uh, consular session here yeah. and then also, uh, yeah. what do you call it, the Ghanaian people yeah. on what could be contentious issues. So they try as much as possible to either limit or to avoid these issues entirely. So I am sure that she must have had the briefing that, look, this matter of gay and lesbian rights, you know, these are very <clears throat> contentious issues. So in taking a public position, you should be minded mm -hmm. by what is most likely to be the reportage mm -hmm. after your public commentary mm -hmm. on a matter like this. So her answer was test mm -hmm. and sort of you know, nuanced as yeah. to avoid the kind of hostility that should greet. So it was very short. Yeah. And you also notice the preface to the U.S. media. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, she was speaking to her audience back home. Exactly. That I'm on the foreign trip and I've not denied what I've said in the U.S., mm -hmm. even though I'm in a country that may be pushing a law that some of us in the U.S. consider to be... Uh, yeah. Human rights. So the other thing I wanted to ask, as a journalist covering this, if Mr. Babi hadn't spoken yesterday, I don't think this would have been an issue we'll be discussing this morning. If, if for example, listening to all that Kamala Harris came to do three days, she went to Cape Coast, she mm -hmm. gave a speech. If Mr. Babi hadn't been invited in by the question yesterday at his breakfast meeting, mm -hmm. 
we probably wouldn't have been talking about this today. Most likely. And and, and let me prefix that, prefix that with a comment. You see, if you look at the question that the New York Times reporter asked, mm. he was specific about what the vice president would tell or has told our president. Yes about our legislation and yeah. the legislation we are proposing is clear mm. from from those leading it in parliament yeah it is that we don't want those practices in ghana so clearly the journalist was inviting her to, to say to, something strong uh, about yeah, it because the bill is clear as to what its intentions yes. are. and you think she avoided that uh, yes clearly she, she avoided that in a very and you're saying it's possible because of the briefing she's gotten uh, yeah so that's an interesting angle so so that's why I'm I'm a bit confused by, by Bagwin's public comments because knowing all I know about this issue and knowing knowing how some uh, Western leaders put their foot in their mouth and say things they ought not, mm -hmm. I thought Vice President Harris's answer was very, as you said, very professional. So I I couldn't understand Mr. Bagwin's anger <laughs> in in terms of saying that it's undemocratic. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm saying is he limiting his description of undemocratic to the answer the vice president gave or to some other things they are doing which go for you get my anger because there's nothing in the answer that seems undemocratic to me okay so <laughs> let you get me let, let me just say that the the, the context of everything mm. would have to be put together okay um it is not um it, it is we cannot deny the fact that this is the u.s position and other Western interests in in the country have hold advanced. On, hold that. on, let me correct something. It's the Biden administration. It's the Biden administration's yes, position on the matter. Yes, hold on. Yes, go on, go on, go on. Because no, if you, I've made because hold on, because even within the U.S., there's a lot of division. There's on this. a lot of division. As yes. just March, yes, yes, yes. Florida yeah. passed a bill, a very contentious one, that has been passed. Yes, that limits a lot of things. No, but I made that point to him okay. that there, oh, there's okay. a difference. He even admitted that if it was a different administration, so it's a. U.S. foreign policy position advanced by the present administration. So just make yeah, progress. I don't uh, think okay. we... Yeah, the, let, because it's clear. Yes. You see, policy, foreign policy decisions are made by the leaders of a country. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it once is, that's the administration, yeah, that, that's, that's their So you are at liberty to use it. I'm, I'm, I'm at liberty to use it. So Go ahead. He's that qualified. clarity is there. All right. And we also know of what some other consular sections, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, embassies in Ghana, have said in the past when some people were arrested in connection with this. Mm -hmm. And then also there have been discussions on the corridors of power as to what the legislation proposed by these MPs in parliament mm -hmm. is doing to frustrate inflows, mm -hmm. aid inflows to our country. Yeah. Because the suggestion is that because of this hardline position we seek to take with this proposed legislation, um, some people are frustrating mm -hmm. what ordinarily would have been aids that would have come Ghana's way mm -hmm. if we were not, mm -hmm. you know, taking this hardline position. Okay. So what I'm saying is that we should be mindful of the entirety of the context because Honorable Bagbin being in a right, Honorable Bagbin being mm -hmm. in an elevated position, a privileged position, must be aware ordinarily of mm -hmm. all of these um, mm -hmm. issues mm -hmm. driving the discussion. Yeah. That is why in his, you know, response, you heard him talk about we are in a situation which is as a result of our own making and now we are going to beg so there is a connection between the 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 the, the view that we should not advance anti-gay legislation and 
the receipt of foreign aid or assistance, including the 100 million that four people are sharing. <laughs> four that's, countries are sharing. That's for uh, uh, you know, Islamist insurgency and all of that. So, if you understand that context, yeah, then you might be tempted to cut Honorable Bagwin some slack and say that okay. He is not just taking because if so you, he want, you are saying he's not speaking in relation to the woman's answer alone. Public comment but alone. He's talking about the overall context of. But I'm saying that in the issues that uh, Kamala Harris has advanced since her coming, mm-hmm. security, uh, what else? Girls empowerment, youth, something, something, yeah. Cape Coast things. Like if you look at all the the carefully curated things that they have said, she has said. Yeah. In fact, I I think she she probably wish that this question had even been asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing in her public statements uh-huh. that have even suggested she wanted to even comment about this. Yeah, yeah. So your point is that the speaker obviously knows more than yes we he, know. He's letting us in on, and that the answer his comment was in relation to much more than the question and the answer. Exactly. Yes. Okay. If that's what you're saying, then I'll grant you that. But because. Honestly speaking, I listened to this multiple times. I didn't see the level. The, the I didn't think it was proportionate use of force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in, in terms of, you know, what I mean by proportionate use of force. Like mm-hmm. this is the question. This is the answer. This mm-hmm. is your your reaction. Now let's deal with the Babin's commentary on the president of Ghana. I mm-hmm. think he says the president has nothing to be afraid of, mm-hmm. and that the president should not sort of think that he can interfere with the process. Mm-hmm. What is he trying to say? But did the president's answer suggest anything like that? Okay, so I think the president, in dealing with the matter, um, sort of said certain things that may have created the impression as though the attorney general intervened to modify the legislation. Um, and and in in dealing with this matter, Ben, just grant me some a few minutes to mm. just give highlight specific, you know, provisions in our constitution to to, to help okay. our listeners. Okay. Okay. Now, if you look at Article One of the Constitution, um, it makes our constitution the supreme law of Ghana, and any inconsistency with that this document, the constitution, shall be void according to um, Article. Uh, one of the constitution one one and then if you go to article 11 it details the laws of our country mm-hmm. and mentions the constitution of the republic as one of them yeah and then goes on to list statutes and then also customary law mm-hmm. so customary law basically are those uh, practices that have been accepted over time as things that can be done or cannot be done in Ghana. So, okay. in many cases, they are not necessarily written down, uh-huh. but practices over time have mm-hmm. crystallized them into acceptable ways of doing things in mm-hmm. our country. Mm-hmm. Then, if you go to Article 2, it grants the Supreme Court the power to strike down a legislation or a law that it holds inconsistent with the constitution. Mm-hmm. And as I told you much earlier, Article 1 of the constitution yeah. tells us that the constitution of the republic mm-hmm. is the so supreme law. A key issue will be whatever law you pass yeah. must align with the constitution. Exactly. And if there's a misalignment, Supreme Court will decide. Yeah. So it's even possible that if this law is passed, mm-hmm. somebody could take the whole law to the Supreme Court and say, if you take the uh, constitution, mm-hmm. this law violates it. Yes. So that the ultimate test of the Re, re, uh, legality of a law is the, is the constitution. Yeah, constitution and the Supreme Court to interpret that mm-hmm. now Godfrey, if you can read what the president said mm-hmm. I, because I think that the text of what the man says is also important mm-hmm. 
the bill is going through parliament the attorney general is doing its part regarding the constitutionality or otherwise as its said. provisions mm -hmm. and parliament is dealing with it mm -hmm. at the end of the process i will come in mm -hmm. but in the meantime parliament is dealing with it mm -hmm. and i know that the parliament of ghana will show us when it's done in its past mm -hmm. first of all it's a sensitive human rights issue as well as the feelings of our population you see how he's balanced and will it. come up with a responsible response to the proposal that's not all he said i added a second yeah, yeah. because if you if but you, so but so far i think let's take it block okay. by block so far so mm -hmm. good right mm -hmm. yeah that's right he say it's uh the parliament is dealing with it mm -hmm. sensitive issue mm -hmm. human rights sense let uh, me pluck out one issue he first said. of all the attorney general doesn't determine the legality the constitutionality or otherwise of a legislation or proposal yeah. he comments on it he expresses yeah. views yeah. as to the possible constitutionality or otherwise of it but Sky, if you listen to the that full import yeah. the president spoke about its alignment with the constitution yeah that what i'm saying so is, and is look, that, don't forget it's not a written answer no i understand what yeah. i'm saying is that mm -hmm. uh, you know because even law students are listening yes as a matter of law, yeah. the Attorney General does not determine the constitutionality or otherwise of a legislation okay. or proposed legislation. But don't you think that being the government's principal legal advisor, mm -hmm. he's, I think the context of President saying that the Attorney General is looking at its alignment with uh -huh. the constitution. Uh -huh. So the, uh, that, that's not the de so the word is not the key word is not determination. He's seen how Let's aligned. See. Yeah. So you, you see, but go read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Because I, I want us to oh, isolate that. The, the president. Because the danger is to assume okay, that. So let me even give the read, read the full thing. The uh, president from Daily Graphic. Thing. Okay. The First thing. of all, yes. we don't have any such legislation in Ghana. Good. A bill has been proposed to the Parliament of Ghana, which has all kinds of ramifications, which is Correct. not being considered by the Parliament. Correct. Correct. It hasn't been passed. Mm -hmm. So the statement that there is legislation in Ghana to that effect is not accurate. Correct. The bill is going through the Parliament. Mm -hmm. The Attorney General has found it necessary to speak to the committee about it regarding the constitutionality or otherwise of several of its provisions. Mm -hmm. And Correct. Parliament is dealing with it. Mm -hmm. At the end of the process, I will come in. So far, so good. Yeah. I have no doubt that the Parliament of Ghana will ensure, as it has done in the past, uh, one, first of all, its sensitivity to human rights issues mm -hmm. as well as to the feelings of our population. Correct. It will come out with a responsible response at the end of the proposed legislation. Mm -hmm. It's a private member's bill. It's not an official legislation of the government. Also, but correct. it is one that has been mooted by a handful of private members. Mm -hmm. So we will see what the final outcome of it is. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but my understanding from a recent discussion I had with the chairman of the committee mm -hmm. is that a substantial that is that substantial elements of the bill have already been modified this is the as a result of the intervention this of is, the attorney so general. This is the problem. We will see what the final outcome yeah. will be. So I think that part is where the speaker then uses. Uh -huh. Because so far, everything the man has said is correct. Uh -huh. You see, so that's why I isolated, first of all, constitutionality or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I issued a caveat that it is not the job of the attorney general. What he does mm. is to make a comment mm. on what the courts are likely to do mm. if this matter were to travel to the Supreme Court. Wonderful. Because Wonderful. the authority vested in the constitution is clear that that is the reserve of the, the Supreme Court of the land. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Let's assume this law is passed and the president assents and somebody says the law is unconstitutional and the person goes to the Supreme Court. Who will be there? Who will be the respondent? Any person who is a citizen of the Republic under Article 2 of the Constitution can go to the Supreme no, Court. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, listen to my question. No. Okay. Let's assume Mr. Kofi has sent this matter to the Supreme Court mm -hmm. saying that this law as has been passed. Mm -hmm. It's unconstitutional. unconstitutional. I'm saying who will be the respondent? Ah, uh, the attorney general. The attorney general. But, but you see, you see the, so go, I'm, I'm asking a leading question. Uh -huh. So my point is that, you see, then you can understand where the president is coming from. 
once a law is being passed by parliament and the president assents, mm-hmm. the president's principal legal advisor is the attorney general. Yeah. Because if the law is deemed unconstitutional and it has to be defended, mm-hmm. he will go. Mm-hmm. So his comments now are to make sure that from the perspective of the, the pro, 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 uh, government's advisor, mm-hmm. the law does not violate the constitution. So you see, let's take it in context that the attorney general will be the one to go and defend this law yeah, okay. if the law is put on the Supreme Court. That's true. So he has a role to play in saying, based on my initial reading of the law, I don't see any problem. Uh-huh. Hold on. That's why I'm... Th- Hold on. Yeah. So you see, the attorney general's views are not the law. It, 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 yeah, it just grab yeah, me some yeah. time. The law is as stated by the judges. So the attorney general, like a lawyer, an ordinary lawyer, will be telling you, the, the client, that look, my view on this matter is this. If and that when you go way, to court, yeah. the courts are likely to resolve this matter against you or in your favor. So he's advising you. Exactly. So, so, the, attorney, so, so the attorney general's engagement with the committee, you are saying it's advisory. Exactly. It's not directive. Yeah, it is not to say that this I will is, change it. Uh-huh. Good. Which is fine because we have the, the memorandum. Uh-huh. The attorney general's 18-page memorandum mm-hmm. to the committee is very clear. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I think that that's why you are saying we are, we are talking about context and we are trying to help listeners that yeah. it's a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. I personally think that the US Vice President, based on what I know her position is, mm-hmm. her answer was very good. Yeah. I think our president's answer was also very good in terms of all the issues he's dealing with. In term, I'm coming in terms of look, you are you are you are in a, an economic situation where you you obviously need the endorsement of the US, mm-hmm. and the US has stridently said they will help you get this deal among other things mm-hmm. you know that this administration a, a, a strong constituency of this administration mm-hmm. is the lgbtq community and you know the pressure that they are facing mm-hmm. and the u.s vice president comes in and gives an answer which i consider to be quite innocuous mm-hmm. in terms of she could have said something more controversial, controversial. she did not mm-hmm. and the president also is trying to manage that yeah in addition to all the things they have to do so yeah. which is why i'm saying that i think we, have, we need to go back to Bagwin to sort of where is it coming from with the explosive <laughs> response? Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't understand because this, this will probably have passed quietly, mm-hmm. unless he's trying to instigate the committee to do the work faster, or he's trying to say that, guys, there's something going on that I need to blow alarm. See, that the people are speaking peace, <laughs> but they are doing things. Unless that, that's what I'm saying. That let us not ignore the general context. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you go back to the original question, the journalist was very clever mm-hmm. as to state that first of all what have you told him mm-hmm. or what do you intend to tell him mm-hmm. those will not be say, stated publicly those are matters that are reserved for the closed door meetings but, but, but why would the journalist the journalist says what have you told him and, and what, what do you intend to tell him uh-huh. and i'm saying and that, the woman said what she intends to tell him that is a human rights issue no, Agbena. no you see you see that's why the woman was nuanced as to how she handled the matter okay she didn't say that i will tell him that it's a human rights issue okay she just, she just her position. profiled herself quickly and shortly exactly to say that look this has been my position all my life i get you and that will not change i get you, you understand now the question is yes what was the discussion between the vice president of the u.s and our president behind closed doors how will we know uh-huh. so you see that's why i'm saying that <laughs> You know, Honorable Bagbing, the right Honorable Speaker of Parliament, yeah. is sort of in an elevated position. So we should grant him. Yeah, that's how he may or may not be aware of what may or may not have happened in those discussions. I get you. And then the general context is also that mm. we have always heard that for some reason, 
inflows have been frustrated because of the hardline position we propose to take. And mm -hmm. so we should not ignore all of that in, in our The other point I wanted to raise quickly was, you typically when presidents visit, they will address parliament. Mm -hmm. I think President Obama was in parliament. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the full itinerary, but I didn't see an engagement with, the, with parliament for Vice President Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris. She's a vice president. She's I don't know. President. I'm asking whether it's because she's a vice president or whether they feel that the leadership of parliament position on some matters may not align. That's a fair assumption. Because you see, yeah. when, when she came and we saw this live, she went to the, they had a guard of honor, Flagstaff House, the president, then introduced her to everybody, vice president, uh, chief of staff, and a whole raft of ministers. Mm -hmm. And then she spent like two minutes or like a minute each talking. Like they, they, it was an executive thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she did, I didn't see... And typically, when a leader comes to a country, sometimes they see parliament. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see even the minority leader there or the majority leader in that meeting. So I'm not sure if it was deliberate or it's because it was just an executive visit. Mm -hmm. But it's possible that maybe they feel that this, the way parliament is now mm -hmm. and the, the mood of parliament, mm -hmm. it may not be good PR for this, the, 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 the vice president to go there. Yeah. But I'm saying, let's put all of this together and say, so, so what? What does all this mean for us? Is it a question of the Ghanaian public being forced to reverse on something it wants. In fact, do we even know whether this is actually the, the general sentiment of all Ghanaians? Mm -hmm. Because there's, and I think the president's point was that look, most Ghanaians would want this law. No, yeah. I think that's what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. That the, possibly the only thing they can do is to say it has to be constitutional. Mm -hmm. But he, 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 he made mention of the sentiment of Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. And then Samuel George in an interview with Sanda also said, if the president does not assent to the bill, parliament will go back and vote on it after six months and he's sure that they'll get two-thirds. How is he so sure that parliament will get two-thirds? I, I don't know about six months. He said something to that effect. I don't have time to go through it. Yeah. But he said and that that's if, within as, the assuming, he said that assuming that uh, the president doesn't sign it and it comes back to parliament, mm -hmm. he's 100% we'll sure that even MPs on the MPP side will vote for the thing. It's Article 106. Um, of can, I, can I come in? I'm waiting on Yeah. Yes. Okay, that, that clause 8. For those who are interested, yes. uh, if where the president refuses to assent to a bill, he shall, within 14 days after the refusal, A, state in a memorandum to mm. the speaker any specific provisions of the bill which, in his opinion, should be reconsidered by parliament, including his recommendations for amendments, if any, or B, inform the speaker that he has referred the bill to the Council of State for consideration and comment under article 90 of this constitution and nine says that parliament shall reconsider a bill taking into account the comments made by the president or the council of state as the case may be under clause eight let, let me article. ask you a simple question do you see this parliament passing this bill within the lifetime of this particular parliament most likely you think they will pass it most likely do you think if the can the president delay the bill if he feels it will give him bad PR globally by just um, doing delay tactics? Uh -huh. So you see that is where Article One Hundred Six kicks in. When the, the bill is passed, it is sent to the president. Mm -hmm. He should either sign it into law or he will make comments on it and return it to the house or refer it to the council of state as the case may be yeah. now when parliament reconsiders it mm -hmm. and where they vote with a two-third majority that we want this bill the the the, the, the bill goes back to the pal uh, the president he's expected to sign it now the language of the constitution is fairly vague mm -hmm. it is not clear whether 
the president would at that point be under compulsion of the constitution to sign it and what happens if he refuses to sign it it will become a constitutional matter mm. if he says he will not sign it somebody will go to the courts and say that we want to enforce or compel the president to sign it and we'll see what the supreme court do you will say see about the president breaking rank with his party if it, because I, I get a sense that a lot of MPs support this bill. Yeah. And that they want, and you are saying they will push it through. Mm -hmm. If, 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 if it gets to that point, mm -hmm. you think they can, I mean, because we've seen people say they wanted the president to move the finance minister, he didn't move. Mm -hmm. So the president is quite strong when he wants to. And for, I, and I'm not able to decipher, I'm, for once, I'm not able to decipher his view on this bill. Mm. I'm not sure where he stands. He's very, wise in the way he's sort of managing all the controversies mm -hmm. like he's he's not trying to give anything away mm -hmm. so i don't know and if he says he's not going to sign it assuming he thinks that the bill in this current form is not good enough mm -hmm. i don't think his, his mps can reload him into signing no you see that's where the constitution kicks in because that, adodi is a strong guy no you see <laughs> where the president says that he will not <laughs> sign yes the, uh, the the parliament would then have to take a vote considering what the no i'm not inviting a legal comment i'm not inviting politics i'm saying ah. that knowing the man Akufuado, and then we'll go to the supreme knowing Court. the way and i'm not saying he will not sign uh -huh. i'm just using the the point made by uh samuel george in yesterday's interview yeah. that he feels that if the president if he wants to frustrate it the mps of mpp will, will, will agree with the bill i'm i Akufuado, the little i've seen about him mm. He he hasn't been though. Yeah, he's not. Uh, I, 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 he, and I and I am not saying he is against the bill, but for my what I gather from this is that he is basically saying, if my attorney general gives the clean bill of health, mm -hmm. and I'm satisfied that it's constitutional, mm -hmm. and that it, I'll sign it. Mm -hmm. Do you get me? Because he believes that this is what the Ghanaian people want. Yeah. So the only thing he would do is, if it's not constitutional, he will advise them to address the unconstitutional parts mm -hmm. but i don't see him saying he will not sign it aha uh -huh, you see so th so that's where i'm saying that all of that mm -hmm. cannot be resolved by the president it cannot be resolved by parliament it cannot be resolved by the attorney general but can it be resolved it's, in this parliament's lifetime yes because we have how many months Most, we have about 18 months or so they can do it uh, yeah, well, yeah don't forget joe wise said this is the parliament with the least number of laws passed because the close nature of this parliament in fact he said only 10 major bills had been passed because they, they couldn't cooperate yeah but on this one because of the nature of it if you are seen to be opposing it Ghanaians will most likely punish you other people i seem to you, opposing you, it based <laughs> on what so you, you do you think that governor you, you think that on this one ndc and mpp will together pass this law yeah obviously because of the way it's been framed there, there isn't a lot of common sense being applied to this you, let me you, let me be so honest you, with you. in your view they are they are being railroaded yes it's very because it's it's uh you will be you will be portrayed as being a social deviant so if nothing you say will justify your 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 reason not to assent to it the way it has been framed so you don't see parliament so you you think two-thirds they'll get more than two-thirds uh, quite likely but my worry that only comes in if they have the to. president yes. refuses yeah i guess i'm just saying yeah. Yeah. My, my worry comes in from the speaker's one i did not like his tone okay i did mm. not like his tone he needs to tone back a bit he needs to understand who he is the position he holds mm. okay um f there have been several occasions where i think he has overstepped um the boundaries of what he can say what he cannot say I think that he's he's doing an amazing job as speaker. I think he's very proactive. His experience has shown in a lot of the way he has handled things. Mm -hmm. But I also think he needs guidance yeah. on his public disposition and his public utterances. 
because sometimes he ends up portraying himself as if he's actually the man who runs the country. He does not. He's a referee in so parliament. Even in parliament eh? Yes, he's a referee in parliament. Now, to sit mm. there as the referee mm. and say conclusively will pass, it is not his place to say. Yeah. Leave that to the minority leader and the majority leader to say. Mm. As speaker, mm. you cannot sit there and say a certain law will pass. Mm. Because if we decide to start, if we start to analyze what that means, this in law. In law yeah, yeah. There are a lot of things that will come out of it. What do you know? What have you said? Mm. Okay. Mm. Of course, the house is a house of consensus. So mm -hmm. maybe you might be, have intimate knowledge of the consensus that has been built on this. That you don't see anything against, against it. it. But it's not. But the way the... that you say it, mm -hmm. then the second part I'm going to have issues is you see, there are certain positions that do not allow you to publicly declare your face and where you stand. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our public officials struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Last I checked, this country was secular. Mm hmm. He knows the constitution better than I do. I mean, he's a long-time lawyer. Mm -hmm. He's been in parliament for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, even though you are talking to a gathering of religious leaders, once you start making that connection and saying, so far as I am here, and my belief in this, and you start making such references, the problem we have with the finance minister, for instance, where everybody, nobody has challenged his faith as a Christian, but where he has mixed his face with how he runs the country, and in delivering his, his, his thoughts on how the country should be run, ends up using biblical anecdotes to push but, his agenda but, and annoys people. Hold but, on. But what is wrong with that? Because it is his personal. You see, there's but, a different... But they say our constitution, does the constitution debar him from expressing no, his faith you see, in the way no, he does? No, but the certain, there are certain functions that... There are certain seats that when you occupy, you stay within the lane of the function. Because if you start bringing is in... Is that by law or by convention? No, because it is by... My point is that the constitution... The, the constitution... Sorry to cut the constitution... Mm -hmm. it, 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 it gives people the right to religion. Yes. And does not debar them from expressing it. But you do that, you might end up with a theocracy then. Yeah, but no, 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 no. No, hold on. Let's be clear. No, no, go for it, go for it. Let's be clear. The basis for law is constitution. Yes. But I'm saying that if you are... For example, if I'm supposed to give a speech and I premise it with the Bible... What prevents me from doing that? That's, that's no, no, no. But you see, okay, so why can because, I quote? Why, why can I quote Charles Sabak and I cannot no, no, quote no, Matthew? No, you can quote Matthew, but here is, is that not what the finance no, 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 does? No, that's not what he does. The, if if you look at the quotations, they are linked with the decision that is being made. No, they, they it's are a justify. Hold on, it's a justification for the decision that has been made. No, in recent, no, in relation to the finance minister and it statements is, he makes. It is, no, no, Godfrey, if somebody, I'm saying that you can quote the last you, budget. You can quote, read. you can quote the tale of two cities in the premise and say we are in a mixed situation. Where the last budget uh, uh, that he read, yes, we all listened to him. Yes, we can outline the quotes that were made and the the sections of the speech that the quotes were made and what they were yeah, being used that, to justify. How, Godfrey, I'm saying that how does quoting a scripture? Mm -hmm then mean that you are trying to run a theocracy. No, no, I'm not saying that we are trying to run a theocracy. I'm saying that the point, the larger point I'm making is that we must get to the point where people who occupy certain positions understand yeah. that my personal beliefs, I'm a Christian. Yes. It does not mean that everything that I do, depending on the position that I'm in, is run by my personal beliefs as a Christian. Yeah, but you can also certain express your convictions. No, you see, no, go for it, see. For no, me... But the conviction... Let, let, let me just... That say, is where the problem is. Proceed, before is, before it, proceed, I'm coming, is it unconstitutional to express your faith uh, so let me in... Just, a Let me just public discourse about what you believe. Oh, oh no. no, but when you're a decision Robert, maker, yeah, <laughs> okay, in what is considered a democracy, yeah, uh -huh. you understand, those things must be nuanced. I, I, think, I think let me come. Those things must be I nuanced. Think, I, think, I think we should isolate doctrinal issues from issues of motivation, conviction, and faith. 
Quoting a scripture is to reinforce the underpinning conviction that you are made up of, which is your faith. Personally. Personally. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. It's to reinforce. Mm -hmm. It's not to pass on a way of life or a way of doing things to anybody. I believe in what the scripture says, Mm. me, based on which I derive my motivation to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's it. And leave it there. Which which is, hold on, which is the way governance is supposed to be. I just want to guide guide, guide, uh, all of us. You see, if you look at the preamble of the Constitution, it opens by saying, in the name of the Almighty God, we the people of Ghana. Now, interpret in the name of the Almighty God, whichever way you want. It's actually doctrinalized. Yes, and okay. And that's what we don't want. want yes, but I'm saying that I but the expression of faith for motivational purpose and conviction. I think it's okay. Maybe, maybe that's what I mean. But I'm saying we we are we are we are threading the very thin line of where sometimes you the, make, we could be abused. We, no, we, see, we are starting see, to see certain my, elements my, of my, it. My point that is, like, you see, when you say the constitution... Hey, I said, not I'm saying no, I don't even want to digress. When you, when you say that the constitution <laughs> is secular and therefore expression of faith you you appear to suggest that is frowned upon which is why what sky red is key and i'm saying mm-hmm. that so long as you are not using it in the way samen says you are not using it to try to now Doctrinalize. do you understand so and you are right it's a it's a thin line it's a thin hold on do me a favor yes. play back right now oh i've played play like 10 him. times no don't worry play him no which part the whole thing it's, yeah, just, play. it's, it's just two minutes, minutes. play it okay you play, it. play it again play back just two minutes The vice president just did is it yesterday. Yeah. I mean, these things should not be tolerated. That is undemocratic. What is democracy? That somebody else will have to dictate to me as to what is good and what is bad, unheard of. Because we have decided to devalue ourselves and go a begging. Come on. We have more than enough. God has created more than enough for every person. It's just because we are looking at somebody else's share not yours. We have enough in the world. The bill will be passed. This is the word to His Excellency the President. There is no way he can intervene. That answer he gave. That is now before Parliament. And when he gets to a stage that he has to, he will come in. Hey, please. This is legislation. This is not execution. Wait until we pass it and then we direct you to execute it. That is why you come in. That is why we are representatives of the people. So in terms of law, which is part of policy, we finalize it. And then the executive now have the authority to implement it, to execute it. Let's get this clear. Once this bill is before here, he is not in charge. I am in charge. We need to legislate. Our friends, yes, pass their law in Uganda. We may not go the way they have gone because our constitution is very clear as to the direction we should move. And so we'll be guided by that. Because if we pass any law against the constitution, it's unconstitutional.
So we have to do that. And so what are you afraid of? If you have the whole people behind you, if God is with you, who can be against you? And if God says, please, go into the wilderness, multiply and fill the world. That is God giving you that command. If somebody says, please, don't multiply. How can that person be strong? I don't only speak this way in Ghana. Even at the last meeting we attended in IPU at Bahrain, anybody who listened to my speech, there were sentences on this matter. Luckily, maybe because it's a Muslim country, uh, they applauded me. <laughs> if they're somewhere else, they will be asking questions. All right, all right. So, um... We, we've had the full statement, and um, I, 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 you wanted to be played for a reason. So can you explain? No, you, you, you heard him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said. You know why I played it? Yeah, you said because. But the Bible didn't say you should go to the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> so he misquoted the Bible. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know what he was quoting. You I don't know why he was quoting. No, because he said go to the wilderness. Yeah, I don't know what he was quoting. I don't know what because. No, because you don't know what he was quoting yet. Because is the wilderness for me? No, is it? In, in, when I was in Presec, wilderness is a place you go to do. You mean will be? <laughs> <laughs> so, you 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 you. So, so the wilderness is not here. You spruce up your Christian bringing and back down, and you misquote the Bible. No, I didn't. I won't talk again. No, no. no. no, no, no I think to pretend when we allowed we allowed the white man Someone to take to away uh, polygamy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they woke up one day and thought that they can tell us how to live our life anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me. It's not easy. TT people, they've been with us everywhere we've been. <laughs> the TT people have been with us since secondary school. Nobody is killing them. Nobody is beating them. So, it, 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 I don't get the whole thing. So, TT people have been with us. We shall forever have them in our midst. We have some in our families, and they, nobody has killed them. And I, 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 you don't, I, you don't know where they <laughs> So, TT people, please feel free, why? <laughs> feel free. <laughs> why is Brother Moses? <laughs> you know, let me, let's just move on. You know, I, let's just move on. Let's just move on. He should meet his man smaller and tell him, Charlie. Yeah, no, I think the point you made about his leadership in terms of He's very good. He's good, he's but very good. and I, I think that you have to admit that. For example, he dis, he, he did something I think is fantastic. Mm. He changed the attire of the Speaker of Parliament. Yeah. He says there's nothing the Lord that says I should dress like a British monk. Mm -hmm. I wear clothing. Mm -hmm. He's normalized it. Wonderful guy. Mm -hmm. He's a reformer. I listen to him and he talks about the Constitution, constitutionality. One of the best. Yeah. We are very lucky to have him even in Parliament. Parliament. I think, Godfrey, you also need to grant him some things because oh, I do. because he's been in Parliament for this long, he seems to bring not just the position of Speaker, but who he is. Yeah. So when he's, he when he's presiding, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like because of who it's like when uh, somebody teaches you in school, and then you are you are you are standing before the person in court. Now, because the person taught you, you lawyers, you do this very well. You say, ah, you know, if, if it wasn't that you taught me, Anka. Mm -hmm. You see, I remember this guy, uh, the NDC MP for Saudi. Mm -hmm. He was saying that the way the Akufuado government is putting Supreme Court judges is a lot. But this guy taught me, mm -hmm. so I'm restraining what I can say. Mm -hmm. Now, if, you, if because Bagwin is senior to most people in Parliament, 
he says a lot of things and takes positions because of who he is yeah. and we have to grant him that yeah. that's the same way Peter Lajete was his, his and, longevity and, is also underpinned by knowledge exactly yes, very much so and relationship good yeah. and that's bad but see, the, the problem he's pointing out is that sometimes he goes overboard um i think mm. it's is that a reflection of his personality mm. not take it or leave it it's it's yeah me. it's uncompromising he, yeah he cannot be intimidated even as even as a minority leader he cannot be intimidated so i think like you rightly said we are lucky to have him babbing manage this parliament at this time oh yes yes anybody else would have would have charlie so so should, time, so should we grant him i'm coming so, should we grant him that order order <laughs> order oh, ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> order ah. yeah, that was, letter, letter, letter. I, don't, I don't want to mention him say order ah. <laughs> oh ah order oh is it keep quiet ah. <laughs> you know so so can we grant him oh. that you see that's why in my my initial comments i said that we should take everything into context mm. uh, because there are things that you know he knows are happening behind the scenes so forcefully that you and i may or may not know and he he tries to communicate as much as possible the position in a very forceful way but some of those could be speculations as well some of them could be most likely which is why i am just calling for the guidance mm-hmm. for him it's, you are you are you saying see, that he should be a, lo- a little bit i've heard him yes he, in, in you see, how he, but you I see thought, certain rules was gehart was in his office yeah gehart gehart was his PR consultant. Yeah, that is in. Oh, in. but that's yeah. That's that is what he's talking about. No, he's <laughs> talking about. See, if in parliament but he can say, I don't say, think that there's been like, a PR failure. Yeah. No, in uh, okay. no, no, no. Yeah. There hasn't been a no, PR failure. No, no, okay, it's cool. just him understanding the evolution of who he has been over the yeah. years and the position but he holds now. Is that he won't change. But he needs to. You see, because at this age, no, you see, he won't do anything. Let me tell you something, Samens. You, you've done this. He will tell you that he won't change. Samens, you've done this for a very long time. But you see, the reason why sometimes you manage people like this is, you might get a, you might, we might say it is the way he is, is the way he is until one day you say something that gets you into extreme trouble. Or guess all of us into trouble. Or get hold on. Or guess everybody all of us into trouble. Generally speaking, yes. yes. No, I'm just saying, but yeah. but but the import of the trouble is different depending on what saying. Let, let me backtrack that in a sense. So, for example, the president before he will make comments like this within this context, his team would have prepared we'll briefs. Plan. They mm-hmm. plan and they know the message they want to take. Yeah. The question is, does Parliament as an organization have a similar? Yes, thing. because Parliament now has a legal office. So, before a president or a minister will make a statement before a diplomat, there are messages that have to be sent out. Now, it appears as though the speaker, because of his experience and his he sort of He's knows what he wants to say mm-hmm. so you, you cannot write a speech for him unless it's a very formal occasion so maybe he's meeting christian leaders and they're having breakfast he can make off the cuff comments now maybe his team should know that whatever a speaker says even when it's at a private party the once records. the media is there you see so because he if he that's why usually when you invite a minister to a program they'll always say give me the background for this program before we write a speech because as soon as he says it publicly and we pick it up in the media it's gone it's his position do you get me so maybe there needs to be a more a strong like for example i don't know a gridaco or something some of the guys around the office of the speaker should then be able to say okay for certain even private or quasi 
functions, we have to find a way of getting speeches put across because he he can he he can I won't say boom. He's not the boom type, but well, he's you see, no no. You see you see. I think I think you see. Samen said something very important. Mm. We should know the person, mm. and and as someone who's studied bagging all these years, yeah, this is the man. You can't you cannot intimidate him, and the way he will tell you in private is the same way he will go and say it. Okay. And if my experience in speech writing is anything to go by, you reflect what the, the man, person, okay. the person yeah. is. Okay. You don't go and put you, you, your so thoughts in. Otherwise, you throw the speech away. Uh, exactly, okay. because you have what he wants to say. You you have to sort of moderate it in a language that reflects him. But you can't change, you cannot change his views on So even if he employed you as a speechwriter, you are saying you can't do that. Yeah, that's right. So you tell him that, oh, Mr. Mr. Speaker, okay, this one, we can modify it in a way what do you think? as to lessen the mm. potential fallout. Mm. He would reflect on it and say, no, this is the language I want to use. Go but you cancel it. it and use his pen yeah, to write yeah, his own thing. Exactly. It, it, it is as simple as that. So wow. if you know him, I mean, throughout his years as a minority leader, mm. a majority leader, He's had even problems with John Ramani Mahama, the president of he the Republic. And said, uh, and said it freely. So, you know, so let us not pretend as though we do not know the man. Okay. That is him. Okay. And he's not going to change merely because we think that he now... So, had he been president, I think there's a question that I think people should ask. So, you see how the president spoke mm-hmm. uh, and how he spoke. Mm-hmm. So, had he been president and this Kamala Harris had come... Mm-hmm. The people around him wouldn't have allowed him to say it this way. Oh, no, yes, just, obviously. They wouldn't. Obviously. They wouldn't. Because, because the see, platform is different. Because even Rawlings, mm-hmm. even Rawlings, of Parliament. Ma, Sky, 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 if you know, even Rawlings' people, mm-hmm. why do you think they say he went to do the script? Let, let me give you a... Rawlings' people had always been trying to restrain him, to uh, rise on speech, uh, and then, we'll oh, but now we just... Let us not forget that in Kenya, yeah. when this matter came up for discussion, Uhuru Kenyatta, the president of the republic at the time, Barack Obama, the president, was there on the days with him. Yeah. And he took a robust position which reflected, in his view, the, the, the position of the, of the Kenyans. Kenyans yeah. And which was a spite in the, or slap in the face yeah. of the American position. Yeah. So let us not say that merely because you are president, yeah. your position should not reflect the thinking of the people merely because, or on the basis yeah, of... Yeah, what what, no, 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 that's not what our situation yes, is, uh, is it? No, not no, yeah, no, no, but you see, if you're a president to a, a president whose country is in debt, you have to be careful. You have to be, you have to be careful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very nice, bad news, matter. What's a careful did he? But when you're young, come to know. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
comments on this and we move on ben mr Pre- mr speaker spoke very well he spoke nothing but the mind of all Ghanaians. other presidents have spoken the position of their people in the face of diplomacy so what are they talking about all right uh ben and i agree with some men about the fact that the tt people have been w- with us for a long time however recent attempts to indoctrinate especially children into normalizing this kind of behavior is the reason why this bill is important and if you look at what is happening in the west we should be worried even pronouns are being changed to include all sorts of absurdities because of this LGBTQI plus thing. Good morning, Bernard. With this answer from Babin, I would suggest we look out for the question he was asked because that would make it clearer. Pak, if I agree with you, I did make that point that because I didn't have the question, I don't know. Good morning, friends. Are we serious as a country? Why should we accept some people's culture among ourselves? I support the view of the Speaker of Parliament. Good morning, CCBS. This speaker's response, dear, is the President not supposed to assent to any bill passed? Just ask, you know... I don't get it unless there's more. Nanama from Wager. Uh, Bernard, you are not setting record straight. The speaker was actually responding to a question that was posed to him by the clergy. Thank you, Anthony. I think I made that point later during the show. Listen to what the president and the vice president of the U.S. said. I don't see why the speaker was making noise like that. Favor from Anya. Good morning, team. Please, what did the president say wrong? He said when parliament is done with it in parliament, it will come to him. Is the speaker going to sign the bill into law? <laughs> <laughs> the president's will. It is his job. So what's the problem? <laughs> Charlie, that's the matter. Bella, the president said the bill is in parliament isn't an official position of his government and that only a handful of private MPs mooted the agenda. Was that necessary? It's a statement of fact. It was not... It was only. It was only to please Kamala and the West that his government opens its arms to LGBTQ. <laughs> oh, but I think I think you see the the point is that Samens' argument, which I think we have to, is basically is that look, he's balancing many things. All right. So and I think this is why Speaker Babin said, it's because you need something. Exactly. You see, because and to be fair, the president has been more <clears throat> forthright. I remember in 2017, 2018. The pre- French president was here for some program and yeah. the, he was trying to pontificate on slavery. And the, the president's answer in terms of the historical correction of what the guy was trying to say and crossing the issue and saying, let's go and eat, <laughs> stop this. It was just brilliant. So the, the president is able to, when he wants, no. be more uh, like... Yes. But I think the point we need to understand is that Ghana is not in a good place. Yeah. All right, and you, you've needed repeated reassurances from the U.S. And the West on, generally. and Kamal Harris also and, spoke and about that. You need that IMF thing. Uh-huh. So he he's and 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 in this diplomatic business, you you do a lot of juggling and dancing. Yes. <coughs> but if you are looking, at a lot of times, if you have ex- if you, if you want another, you are expecting another to fail. In doing something, this one is not one of the places in going terms to of this type of no, no, no. I mean, this diplomacy, history, world history. No, no, no. You know, so I think so far so good. It's just we are all um, curious about how it's going to 
um, the outcome yeah. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the IMF money, it really like it's, it's getting difficult because the March deadline will not get. Yes. So, and again, so I pointed out this morning that two key stories. So, Information Minister was on City News yesterday mm-hmm. speaking to Niai about the need for the minority to support this bill. Mm-hmm. And then this, the, the, um, uh, the BOG the, the governor, BOG governor yes. actually says this is a condition or what what is it, what's the expression they use? It's prior, a, prior a prior action. So they're actually raising the stakes and it's back to our conversation yesterday. What the government is saying is that if this these three taxes are not passed, mm-hmm. we will not get the IMF deal. Mm-hmm. And they are now trying to say to the minority that they should tamper justice with mercy. Mm-hmm. Because if they add because again the context is that this <coughs> approval has annoyed the NDC. Mm-hmm. Because they feel their members have betrayed them. Yeah. But the government is trying to say that if you look at this tax like that, we'll all be in trouble. Yeah. And just a quick one for me. Um, mm. You know, I sent you something this morning to read. I the Zambian everybody president. who mm. can read mm. should find the Zambia president, Hachilemus op-ed in the Washington Post this morning mm-hmm. and read it. Because um, for me as a journalist, the insight it gives me is when my government talks about the IMF process and how it will go, mm-hmm. normally they don't give details. But he's talking about the pain and difficulty mm-hmm. of being a president in a country that owes everybody. And easy. how the international system is set up at the moment is not helping him run his country. Yeah. He's not paying bills and all those things. Mm-hmm. I think it gives beautiful insight. So you can find that yeah. one and read it and you'll understand just what is at stake. Right. And, and also to mention that on all the tax policy measures proposed to Parliament, which the House is expected to consider on mm-hmm. Friday, mm-hmm. I have the various com- uh, the committee reports on all the. Oh, okay. Then we can enter the, all yeah. of them. And they are saying in some that we should pass them. If the we House do, should pass them. We will probably, on a different occasion, analyze the the likelihood of this passing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if, you know, yesterday we invited the NDC openly to make a comment on this and they've still not mm-hmm. and i listened to agboja this morning on the breakfast news and he was talking about other tax matters mm-hmm. so it's it's quite clear that they sort of know that this is very That's serious fine. that if this thing doesn't go These through are we are in trouble but if you look at what the guta guys are saying and what other people are saying about this yeah it could lead to i mean personally i just think that guta's stance mm-hmm. and how strong they are might force the government to, as it were, come good on the no the sunset clause. Remember, I think when you interviewed yeah. the, the, the deputy know. minister of finance, you mentioned that look, this thing has an expiry. But it's two years old. I get it. I'm, I'm, I get it. I'm just saying that mm. if Guta pushes hard and is very insistent on they could this, qualify, they could qualify maybe maybe mm. they could get government to yeah. maybe make but a bit the, of a But that's the point. That, that where the thing has gotten to, the form in which it is, I don't think there will be any changes. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. Change. I'm just talking about maybe the shelf life of this. Ah, so yes. it could be a shorter. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll see. Yes. In the meantime, Standard Water has over 25 years' experience in providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. This refreshing water brand is available in 11 out of the 16 regions of Ghana. It's in all 10 old regions, and we give you sachet water, bottled water, dispensed mounted jar water, which is quite efficient. And of course, they can customize the water for your parties and other special locations. Standard Water is available for purchase from supermarkets, retail shops, and sales delivery trucks. For more information and for bulk purchase, call 0202-055703 or 0547334385. Empower yourself with a practical qualification in corporate finance, financial markets, and investment management, including practical application in financial modeling. CFA is globally recognized standard for measuring 
uh, or is a globally recognized standard for measuring the expertise, experience, and ethics of investment professionals. CFA Level 1 eligibility has been extended to university students with less than two years remaining on their undergraduate programs. So get the right tuition support from Benchmark. Go to benchmarkghana.com or call 0277-511-315. That's 0277-511-315. Benchmark, your professional partner. Imagine you had the power to impact the world around you. At the British Council, we see students from all over the world with dreams of a bright future coming together for a quality education that achieves goals. Those who study abroad in countries like the UK are getting much more than just a degree. They are getting a world of valuable experiences. Visit the British Council website to find out how you can own your future. Now, the Ghana Revenue Authority is reminding all VAT any child get fund levy registered businesses that VAT any child get fund levy and communication service tax returns mm-hmm. for February this year should be submitted to the GRA not later than Friday, March 31, which is the last working day of the month. Now, if you do not pay, there's a 500 CD penalty and a further penalty of 10 CDs for each day that the return is not submitted. If you want to speak to the GRA, get to them via WhatsApp 055299. 90000 or 0200-631-664. Send them an email info at gra.gov.gh. You can also visit their website gra.gov.gh for more info. Now, how important is your health to you? How often do you visit a health facility? Visit Vigdang Healthcare, a Ghana Health Service Specialized uh, Certified Healthcare Center that does a lot of work in kidney stones, hepatomegaly, hypertension, fatty liver treatment, among others. And they use 100% natural 100% natural medicine in all their treatments. They are on the Spintex route behind the Standard Chartered Bank. You can call them on 0549951211 or 0502661346. Now, if you have a business and you are figuring out the best package in terms of data, cost, text, and all of that, Vodafone Too Much Business is what you need. It's the best mobile plan in the market and you have flexibility to choose voice, data, and SMS packages that suit your business's size and ambitions you can get in touch with vodafone send start to 0507779000 or send an email vodafonebusiness.gh at vodafone.com to sign up now vodafone further together now we're going next to our heritage month on a series this morning we'll be playing you part one of an interview vivian Loco had with an ethnomusicologist on highlights of ga music Dromona was in the background providing the sounds accompanying that insightful conversation as part of our Heritage Month. Enjoy.
Centering on Gam music. I'm here with Ni Ajete. My name is Vivian Kailoko. We'll play you some top five Gam songs, explain to you the lyrics behind them, the instruments used, and the evolution of those songs. The song we just danced and sang to is Tra Ni Omanyaba. In English terms, what does that mean? Let's take a seat. Okay, so. Yeah, so as I said, whilst we were standing, uh, the guns believe that unity is strength mm -hmm. and therefore when the elders meet and they are going to do anything as a tradition they will hold each other they will, they will hold the hands mm -hmm. together and they will hit the ground and so when they hit the ground as they hit the ground they will be asking themselves questions are we in, are we united then you say yes are we doing it for a good Course, they say yes. Okay. And as they do that, all the others will say so that it will be well with us. Mm -hmm. And in God they will say, Koniyah. Okay. So they say tra, tra, no, tra, umanyaba. Okay. Meaning we are hitting the ground, we are hitting the ground. So these so days we, we use it loosely. So yeah. when you go to places, people speak after that, they say tra or yeah, even we, you know when the, the in the early days, when they gather together, mm -hmm. the, the elders who meet together have an intention and they understand the traditions okay. but with time because the, the tradition started changing mm -hmm. and even the, the some of the elders took over using water okay. instead of using their hands okay it, you know people also took what or emulate what they emulated what they saw and gradually it has woven into our culture now okay. that when wherever people meet they okay. say it and it normally you realize that they say it at the beginning of certain yes. uh, rituals yes. or maybe certain activities yeah. and when we are adding we are ending it to they, music, they, yeah, okay. to end it so th this particular song you hear um, names like takitaria mm. abebio and mm. all that what was the writer of the song trying to uh, tell us and then you hear bits lyrics talking about emancipation mm. as selling our rights to the white person and all that but what what's the meaning behind the lyrics and what was the composer trying to tell us in this song uh, in the olden days, when the whites came, when they came, the, the, our colonial masters, mm. initially, we guns, our forefathers, really saw whatever they were trying to do. So they didn't want to associate themselves with them. Okay. And they tried in all means. So even when they brought schools, our, our fathers didn't take our young, uh, our young guns Your children initially to schools, to school. initially, okay. Yeah. And the reason is that they thought that these whites have certain intentions but they are they are hiding those things mm -hmm. or they are hiding those things behind certain uh, uh, performances that they were doing they were bringing school and then we had our schools already you know we were going before a lady goes to 
uh, uh, becomes uh, adolescent. Mm -hmm. And when uh, from adolescent, we have what we call the puberty rights that yeah. we are performing. Mm -hmm. So we have our own culture, our schools where we people are trained and so on. So they were surprised about what the wise were bringing, and this they spread this information to the chiefs, to the communities that these wise cannot be trusted. Okay. So as generations went by, now it was the turn of Takitaya and the race. They were asking them, can't you still deliver us from okay. these evil men? Okay. Have you sold us to them? Okay. Why are you so quiet? Okay. So timidity is not from today. It started oh. long ago. But most of the times, the young or the community is looking up to the chiefs or mm -hmm. the elders. So this song was composed before independence? No. It was after the independence. If you look okay. at the, what they are saying, mm. they are saying that after generations, when wives have come and even now we can see all that they, our forefathers told us and they are still doing it. You are still quiet. Mm -hmm. Have you sold us? Have you collected some bribe mm -hmm. or things? That is what actually... And this song is actually still relevant, sure. you know, in our sure. uh, maybe, current Maybe we can still have our presidents and our governments and, you know, uh, minister, uh, what do you call it, ministers and municipal chief executives. That, why are they so quiet? Okay. Do we know who originally composed this song? This song uh, was also sung by Jaji Loy. Jaji Loy? Uh, no, no, Wulome. 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 And most of the songs, that uh, the gun songs, as I said, because they, they related with Sakakui, influenced most of the songs. Mm -hmm. It could be that this one might not be, because I could remember Wulome, you know, Big Boy was there, Nyamati, uh, mm -hmm. and the rest were all there. And these people were very creative. They are very, very creative. So it could be that any of them composed. In fact, actually, I've not really you're, you're uh, sure. uh, yes, okay. researched to find out who really composed the, the individual songs. Okay. Yeah. We'll move to our next song. And if Dromona, uh, if you can play Won Shehunu, which is a very interesting yeah. one. Um, you know, you have the son there. You have given a message to the son. You, you explain to us what it means. But let's hear, um, for those who don't know the song, to hear the song. Yeah. 
does that mean? We are really giving message to the son mm -hmm. to inform God that we are coming to him. So what, opening, we, paving the way for death? Or no, what? we are just informing him that we can't live on this earth again. Wow. Life is becoming too unbearable. unbearable. And therefore, son, please inform God we are coming. That is the meaning. You know, the guns have a lot of Uvebia expressions. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of philosophies behind these expressions. Mm -hmm. So um, when they really want to say something sometimes, or they want to really uh, complain about situation, they find a way to use proverbial language to communicate the, the, whatever, is, is, um, whatever intention they want. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to this, lyrics properly we are really sending the son it is like a father and children mm -hmm. or the children informing the mother that the school fees had not been paid mm -hmm. so father we want to come to you but you know fathers sometimes they phone when the money is not coming <laughs> we, you know when it is hard and when the children <laughs> and no those things really bother the children so they are afraid to get closer to the father the so they would yeah. rather Tell the mother, Charlie, mm -hmm. madam, Charlie, please kindly, kindly see me. Talk yeah. about it. So here, the the parent, which is the mother, is now the son. Okay. Yeah, is the, the the intermediary between the children and the father. Oh, so that's so, it. So the son is mm -hmm. our intermediary to inform God that because we can see the son, mm -hmm. we can see God. So depending on certain, if it's at home, you can say the son represents the mother. The mother. If you want to go into the spiritual realm, the son can be a sort of an angel, angel and a sister yeah, God, telling, uh, that, you know, God is, what, what you want. But it. from some of the songs or many of the songs, even about two or three that we played today, um, and then last, the last time we mm. met, Sisa, uh, and that, it looks like the, the, the Ghan traditional setting, they like to, you know, send messages to the other world. Yes. Um, spiritually, the Gans believe that we are not just uh, physical, we are also spiritual. Mm -hmm. And they believe that names that we bear belong to the spiritual, not to the physical. Mm -hmm. That is why when a child is given to bed, he comes with his own name, the day name. Okay. And on the 8A, on the 8B, the girls have a week making the aid, the aid day is their week. And that day, they show the sun and the child to the sun, mm -hmm. the morning star. They believe that that is the eye of God. So they believe in, spirit, they, they believe in the spiritual life and they also believe in the physical life. And they think that because uh, there is a, a spiritual life and there is a physical life, whatever happens here, has already happened in the spirit okay. and therefore we also have assistance from the spirit beings mm -hmm. so if we have any as, as, uh, difficult situations we can still call on them to come and assist so but, so that is where the two songs really relate to that uh, 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 and these these particular type of songs are played within which settings are they played well um, some of them are incidental as I said mm -hmm. as we started you know some come uh, some of the songs come when we are faced with situations mm. so it could be that the mother is really working in the house and is faced with something he needs somebody to come in standing or do okay. something for him but he cannot really raise his voice and say okay i'm going to atoku 
to go. So maybe through uh, maybe she's informing one of the elders that look, tell uh, so, 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 Mensa so. that we are coming okay. coming to him. We need assistance. And so she, she, listening to me, she should hear uh, he should hear that I need assistance, so she should come. Uh, he should come with help. Okay. Yeah. Our next song is Matthew. Mm. Matthew, mm. Matthew, Paul. You know, another very interesting song. Very popular, mm. even among people who are not guns. Let's play a bit of it, and then we see how it became one of the big songs that, you know, of gun heritage. So, we'll have um, the band, Ibas Matthew. or maybe mother, um, uh, maybe women who are in succession. The first one and is the mankpa, the middle one is the manfiu, okay. and uh, ma the man thing. Then uh -huh. the last one is my manfiu. Okay. But this one is a communication between lovers. Uh -huh. These songs looks a bit, uh, you know, like a, a, a man. A bit profaning, yeah. Okay. In the way, <laughs> yeah. The reason being that this is, a, you know, in our tradition. Uh, we as girls, mm -hmm. women don't have the, the that uh, opportunity or the power to invite a male for any affair or okay. even to, to tell a man that uh, he loves, uh, she loves him. Okay. So this is a, a woman who has proposed through a means. Mm -hmm. So the, so the male this is a woman yeah. talking in this song. No, it is a male. A man, yeah. Saying that you found a way to win me. Why? You invited me that we should come and eat. Uh -huh. And you found a way to say that I've broken your ring. And where and the we ring here means? Now, he said, <laughs> you, you are taking me to go and look for the ring. Is that what you are saying? Uh -huh. Okay, Ibagbe. And Ibagbe means it will happen. Life. 
you understand? No, no, no. Let, let's break it down. Take your time. So, so, the, you, see, you, the you man, can, you the can, you can really do the, the proverbial. In our, yeah. in our land, in our setting, mm -hmm. it is not your, it is not your, your, your duty to propose love. Even if you love me, show it and I'll propose it. Uh -huh. But you found a way. To entice me, yes. we should come and eat. So maybe you give me a very nice soup. Uh -huh. You know, after eating, now you have found a way to say that I've even removed your ring. Mm -hmm. the that ring that is removal good. of the ring means something. Yes, that's that's what I want you to explain. You see, maybe the the female is now telling the male is expressing that the female is telling him the male mm -hmm. that actually you weren't you weren't you know doing what you're supposed to do. So if you cannot talk, I have to force you to talk. Uh -huh. So maybe I've shown you all that it takes for you to propose. You are not proposing. Yes. Then you cost me. You book in my ring. Mm -hmm. You have to go and look it for me. And in fact, wherever you find it, even if we go to wherever, Nyangpala, to get it. And if it, I follow you to go and look for it, what will happen? On the way, anything. Wherever we find ourselves, wherever anything will happen. So, so that's I mean, there is an impre that mm -hmm. there is something. There is a hidden uh, intention. So a man complained that why did you find all these ways to to entice me into the the situation in which I am? Because you are, and what it means is that you are saying that me as a man, I'm not a man. I didn't really know that this song had some deep meanings, really, and has. actually a sort of a lover's mm -hmm. song and all that. But the next song is uh, falls within what I say the emancipation song, mm -hmm. Wagbe Jeke, mm -hmm. a very strong, heavy song which also talks a bit a lot about emancipation. I think we'll play it quickly. <laughs>
comes with um, so much energy. Yeah. And I, I, I have to sit down for us to continue this conversation because the Shibla Pashimo is not, you know, something for the weak people. Um, you see, its name, Shimo, mm -hmm. means we are really pounding the ground. Let me say, we are, we, are, we are really stamping the ground. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is the meaning. And it is a particular dance they believe God himself. Mm -hmm. So that is how, according to them, when God met our ancestor, the great ancestor, who really found the La people, mm -hmm. this is the walking or the dance style God himself was dancing. Okay. And so, if you don't know how to dance it, don't even mess because, it's a godly because dance. it is godly dance. Okay. That is a, a dance that's created by God himself. Mm -hmm. So when you are hitting the ground or you are stamping the ground, what it implies is that you are saying that God is the owner of the earth. Mm -hmm. And that is the meaning, actually. With which, so when they say, hit, hit, and okay. dance properly. But when you are dancing, in so doing, don't really uh, mess the dance. Okay. The lyrics of this song, we hear again Takitaria's mm. name being mentioned. You hear about we fighting to mm. the people are, you know, enjoying mm. and all that. Tell us more about the lyrics and what the composer wanted to send across mm. in this particular song. Um, if you listen to the, 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 the lyrics, it started by saying that we have come far. We, we, we are from very, very far. And this journey is from Adam. Mm -hmm. We've come through uh, uh, Timbuktu, mm -hmm. Mansa Musa, through all those people, the, 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 you know, the renowned people mentioned in history, through Takitawia and the rest, up to where we are today. However, whatever, you see, the, the, uh, um, Amaziba uh, want to say that the truth of the matter is that whatever the, the white man brought to us is just to deceive us. Mm -hmm. Our legal system, our administrative system, everything is, is, is a fake. Mm -hmm. So he said they pretended they are coming to uh, wipe our sweat, mm -hmm. but they have wiped every good thing that we have. So that's Anything that we have, they've taken it away. And that is what he's saying. So it's a, a, a kind of a lamentation. Mm -hmm. He's lamenting about how we have sat down and been deceived by Western cultures. Mm -hmm. And to, to him, when we put on bees, mm -hmm. it, it depicts us. When we put on our kente clothes, it depicts us. When we wear our traditional wear, that is what we are. That is our true selves. And so whatever the white man brought, is just to make money and work for themselves and because because of that they sell everything for us and that is what we are following so he's just trying to awaken the the, the guns to know that no we have we, I mean, we were having everything already okay. but whatever they came for is maybe our way okay and so whatever we, you see that they are bringing to us is a fake yeah very similar to the trial mania but uh, lyrics sure, as well sure, sure. wow and, yeah. so i said thank you again to the drum on our band they've done a fantastic job being with us for a two-part series on music i want to say thank you to tuni ajay ajete 
uh, aka Zayo, <laughs> for being with us throughout, uh, taking us through the music, helping us to appreciate the lyrics, uh, the composition, what the composers were seeking to tell people when they came up with those songs. And of course, taking us through the instruments and some bit of history around the music. I want to also say thank you to um, Phoenicia Creation. She came up with the lovely beats I'm wearing today and of course the earrings. So the city's biggest conversation. City 97.3. More variety. Any dance That's how we wrap it up on the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. Many, many thanks for listening. Earlier you heard Bernard Avle, Richard De La Sky, Dr. Akutubwa, Fusamalata Mensa. My name is Nathan Kwao. I was also on the show. Many, many thanks for your messages that came in. We'll do it again tomorrow morning between 6.20 and 10 a.m. Show produced by... Caleb Kuda, Godfred Odum supported us on technical. 